MMR's Preston C podcast is brought to you by Acme. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program. Acme Markets. Fresh food, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Tuesday, January 24th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, there's been another mass shooting in California, the second one in a week. Seven people are dead and one is critically injured following shootings at two farms in Northern California. First responders received a call about an active shooter at 2.20 p.m. Authorities responded to Mountain Mushroom Farm in Half Moon Bay and found four victims deceased with gunshot wounds. A fifth victim, also suffering from a gunshot wound, was transported to Stanford Medical Center with life-threatening injuries. Then shortly after after at the Concord Farms, less than three miles away from the Mountain Mushroom Farm, three additional victims were located, also deceased with gunshot wounds. 67-year-old Chung Li Zhao of Half Moon Bay has been arrested in connection to the incidents the, sheriff office, the sheriff's office confirmed. A weapon was located in Zhao's vehicle. He is believed to have acted alone and that there is no further threat to the community, they added. A source told ABC7 News that the suspect worked at one of the mushroom farms and all of the victims were co-workers. Locals say Mountain Mushroom Farm is known to be a marijuana growing farm. The FBI of San Francisco is assisting the San Mateo County Sheriff's Office by providing investigation and forensic resources. Authorities say the partially decomposed body found behind homes in Pennsylvania last week is a Delaware woman who has been missing since early December. The Upper Darby Police Department identified the woman as 61-year-old Rosemary Brin, who they say was reported missing by her family on December 12th. Brin, who police say most recently lived in Newark, Delaware, was found behind a row of homes in the 7,000 block of Greenwood Avenue in the early morning hours of January 16th. The police department wrote on Facebook, we are working diligently to learn the circumstances by which Miss Bryn passed, and we are asking the public for any and all help they can provide. Anyone with information about Bryn should contact the Upper Darby Police Department. The Sheltonham Township Police Department is offering steering wheel locks for Kia and Hyundai vehicle owners. It's in response to the viral TikTok challenge that teaches people how to start the vehicles with the use of the USB cable. Just talking about this. Yep, just talking about it. Sheltonham Township has been hit hard by this trend. Vehicle thefts were up drastically in the township from 56 thefts in 2021 to 110 incidents in 2022, with nearly half of the vehicles in 2022 being Kias and Hyundais. Um, The guy from the Eagles... uh... Chauncey, he was a, he's the safety slash cornerback. His Kia got stolen yesterday. Really? Yes. Well, you know, my, my, my neighbor, they attempted to steal his Kia. They're, they're using this USB. Yeah. This USB challenge on TikTok. But apparently the part of the USB that actually fits into the computer, that uh, that part of it can fit into the ignition and help us help someone steal it quickly. So they tried to break into my neighbors, but he was a year before or after uh, that was so a year. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, the most shocking part of this story is a is professional a football player is driving a Kia. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? He's probably doing endorsements for a mm-hmm. uh, car dealership. Right, and, right. You know. And so he's probably like, I don't care. You can have it. A lot of those guys, what they'll do is, what they'll do is, they'll get a free car from one of the car dealerships and give it to like their friends. To to drive, yeah, yeah, but I mean, not him. The, the fact, no, not him. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Even their cars get stolen. 
Uh, so far this year, they've had 21 stolen vehicles, with 19 of them being Kias or Hyundai's. Sheltonham Township Police Sergeant Jeff Murray fears someone is going to get seriously hurt due to the social media trend. Given the times we live in, people sometimes take extreme measures to protect their property, and we don't want to see anything like that happen here, he said. So that's why uh, they got the locks. They had 64 delivered straight from Hyundai, and more from Kia are on their way. The Sheltonham uh, P- Township Police Department is the first department in the region to be given the locks by the car companies in an effort to curb the thefts. You know, the most telling thing is that I was watching the guys on, because they have all these video cameras outside, security cameras, they were coming down a long stretch of road, crossing over the intersection, and they were moving along, and when they saw this car, my neighbor's car, they uh, oh, they, they came to a screeching. Jeez. So that's clearly what they were looking for. So the locks are free of charge. All it takes to get a lock at the police department is two things, proof that you live in the township and proof that you drive a Kia or a Hyundai. Do you have to be a football player? You don't have okay. to be a football no? player. Okay. No. Good, 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 good. All right, in sports this morning... The Flyers are at home tonight with a game against the Los Angeles Kings. 48 games into the season, the Flyers have 20 wins and 47 points, while the Kings have had a strong season and are in third place in the Pacific Division with 26 wins and 58 points. The puck will drop at 7 o'clock. The Sixers, who have won five straight games to improve to second place in the Eastern Conference, are back home tomorrow night with a game against the Brooklyn Nets. The Sixers are four games behind the Boston Celtics for first in the East and one game ahead of the Nets. Tip-off for the nationally televised game tomorrow will be at 7.30. And the Eagles are hopeful cornerback Avante Maddox can return to practice this week, a month after suffering a toe injury in the Eagles' loss to the Cowboys on December 24th. His availability for the NFC Championship game on Sunday against the 49ers is still uncertain. Head coach Nick Sirianni said Tuesday he's hopeful Maddox will be on the field in some role when the Eagles begin their practice week tomorrow. While it is unlikely Maddox will play against the 49ers because he's close to practicing, if the Eagles do reach the Super Bowl, he would likely be available by then. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right. Thanks a bunch, Kath. Uh, we awaken a uh, second day of the work week, which is always a bit of a struggle, I think, anyway. But we'll uh, we'll forward through this thing and sure. uh, get some momentum. And uh, next thing you know, it'll be Friday. Yeah. yeah. We'll be giving away that $400 Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse gift card. I want that now. Or with, I know. I do, too. <laughs> Word of the week price. I'm overdue to go there. I'm a little peckish. Um, so outside of that, we have uh, Tattoos Day taking place, so we have our opportunity to get some fresh ink and some quality at that from our friends at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They're located at 1729 South Street in Philly. And if you would like to win a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo, text the word tattoo to 39333. You'll be in the running. You just walk away, step back, wait and see if you win. That's all you got to do. Kabooya. All right. And then we have a bunch of other things that we're going to give away today. We might we might play a game today. We'll all see right. if we have time for that and what we can uh, put into your hands. I know one of those things that we have is a chance to hang out with Nick McElwain at Creekside Cabaret. Yeah. Yeah. Their all-star amateur competition is taking place. So that is it. What is that, Nick? What day? It's tomorrow. That? Oh my God! Yeah. So I'm tomorrow. there uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. tomorrow night, and then Sarah Parker, the lovely Sarah Parker, she's going to be there from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Okay. She's uh, judging the amateur contest, and it's a uh, 2022 all-stars. Wow. So uh, yeah, amateur night, and I believe the top prize is two thousand dollars. And is she's impressive. she's judging that. Yeah, she's, she's one of the judges. She's going to be one of the judges. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so oh, okay. and uh, you know who's going to be with you, Nick? I do not. Rockstar Rob. Hey! I the last night. Oh, yeah. Very. Excited. Excited. Well, get up on the yeah. 
Uh, we can only hope. Yeah. I mean, we can only pray that that happens. All right. Uh, outside of that, we're just going to hang out and have a good time this morning. Uh, when we return to the entertainment news, I also have a very interesting and very tricky Eagles-based stupid question oh. for you, courtesy of listener Virginia. So we'll see if you can get this right or not when we come back. Stay with us. Oh, the Razzies are in, too. Excellent. Right. We can go through those. We'll be back in a moment. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Steven's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Steven's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Everyone loves a smart investment, and there is no better place to put your money right now than in your home. And Window Nation has the perfect offer for anyone with a home at least 20 years old. Protect and increase the value of your home and energy efficiency by installing new windows from Window Nation. Window Nation is making it insanely easy to do so with 0% interest for five years. Plus, Window Nation will give you two windows free with every two you purchase. 866-90-NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them Preston and Steve sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So I'm going to pose this stupid question. I had mentioned this earlier that it was uh, listener-based, and I need to thank uh, Virginia Munden, uh, who sent me in this question. It has to do with the Philadelphia Eagles. What, in their inaugural year, were the Philadelphia Eagles' original colors? Mm. 215263WMMR. Let's even know the answer to that. All right. In their inaugural year, what were the Philadelphia Eagles' original colors? 215263WMMR. There are three colors. Hmm. All right. And let's see if you know those. We'll go through some birthdays today. While we are awaiting your answer, today is Tuesday, the 24th day of January, and the great. Neil Diamond has a birthday oh today. Oh, yeah. Yep, Neil is 82 years old. Not that long ago, uh, late last year, he popped up on that uh, Broadway show about a celebration of his music. Belt it out a little bit. Which is really cool because he has uh, Alzheimer's disease. Or not Alzheimer's. He's got uh, Parkinson's disease. And, you know, he's he's doing pretty decent, but, you know, that still can be a toll on anyone who's suffering. No, it was good to hear him saying he's he's actually pretty good. So it hasn't withered him away, uh, you know, at least at this point. I'm glad I've seen him in concert. Uh, the, one of oh, the you last, did? yeah, one of the last times he came through uh, within the last eight years because it was, was after my father smack, right? <laughs> no, you know he was solo, man. He didn't yeah, really yeah. need any supporting yeah. acts. He's you know, but uh, I wanted to bring my mom, so I brought my mom. My sister was great. Oh, that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's a sing-along. It's nothing but hits. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. just a hit machine. It's so. just his own hits and the hits he wrote for everyone else. Yep. He's 82 years old today. Neil Diamond. Uh, Mary Lou Retton, oh. Olympic gold medal winning gymnast, is <laughs> 55 years old. I remember her appearing on some of the uh, TV shows in the 70s. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah, she'd pop up on, she tried to let her hand at acting. She was America's sweetheart She's at one in, point. Um, uh, the uh, uh, Scrooge. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she didn't show up probably until the eighties, though, Steve, because uh, she really hit the, uh, uh, you know, uh, it was the eighty four Olympics, I believe. Yeah, yeah probably right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 a lot of endorsements. 
essentially the same age as me. She's a year. Uh, yeah, we're the same age. Uh, so, yeah, would have been around that time. So today in her honor, do the Iron Cross. Oh, yeah, 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 you yeah. can do that. Uh, but, yeah, she was Tiny Tim. In yes, Scrooge, she was. If yeah, you yeah. Remember. So uh, Aaron Neville, the uh, the great singer of uh, the Neville Brothers. Wow, he's 82 years old. Oh, my as well. God. Yeah. Neil you don't Diamond. think of him aging. Yeah. Uh, Michael, uh, on, uh, how do you say his last name? Uh, on Keen, I guess. Right. Uh, he was in uh, Slapshot. He plays uh, the main character in the movie Slapshot. Uh, <laughs> he's in Twin Peaks. He was in The Rookies. He is uh, 77 years old today. Uh, Misha Barton of the OC yes. fame is 37. Had a couple of issues. I think um, I think she's okay now. A couple of um, depression issues. Mm. She's Ta- a little girl in um, uh, Six, Six Sense, Sense, right? Yep, yeah. absolutely. Uh, Tatiana Ali, Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah, uh, she is a she is a very pretty woman she's, and very funny. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she celebrates her 44th birthday today. Uh, Natasha Kinski, uh-huh. who uh, had some fame of being uh, a model and actress of uh, Tess and Cat People, a couple of her films. Uh, she is 62 today. Uh, Phil Lamar in Pulp Fiction. He was Marvin. Ah. Oh, man. He got, a sh- got his head shot. shot off. Yeah, shot in the face by accident. And then, Nick, let me borrow this mouse yeah. here for a second. I need to scroll over to this other actress who is a darling of uh, Quentin Tarantino as well. Julie Dreyfus. Uh, in Kill Bill, she is the Japanese interpreter. Okay. Excuse me, Dreyfus. And in, uh, she's also an interpreter in Inglorious Bastards. Uh, she's uh, Goebbels' uh, That's uh, right. interpreter. Yeah, uh, she speaks uh, French and German. And uh, so she pops up from time to time. I'm not sure what else uh, of the, his body of work that she's been in, but uh, something about her I, I like. But yeah. she, Antonio um, Margarit. Yes. <laughs> Uh, but she is 57 years old today. Uh, it's also Matthew Lillard's birthday. We've had him in the studio. Yeah. Up, yeah. Was it up the creek or was uh, yeah. something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. He and Without Seth, a paddle? He and Seth Green. Right, yeah. Uh, were in uh, at the same time. That was back in Y100 days. Yep. yep. He, he was here, too, uh, not that long ago, and he's a really good guest. Uh, Scream, Scooby-Doo, a few of the things. The Descendants, he's uh, 53. <laughs> Uh, Ed Helms turns a year older as well. Uh, I love Ed Helms. Uh, the Office and the Hangover movies. Uh, he is uh, 49 today. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw, uh, very talented David Diggs uh, in Hamilton. He plays uh, both uh, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. And a couple of my favorite moments uh, he definitely has in that stage show. Wait, plays uh, them both in the St. Louis or... yeah. Yeah, he's. It's the same. I didn't realize it was the same guy. Yeah, uh, he's he's wow. both characters. Uh, so yeah, there are a few people that play a couple of different characters uh, in that uh, in that show. Uh, so he is forty one years old today. Hmm. And if it's your birthday, happy birthday to you. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, in the inaugural year of the Eagles, what were their original color? There were three of them: two, one, five, two, six, three. WMMR. Uh, we will go to our first caller in, and that was Pat. So let's do that. Hey, Pat, good morning. Good morning. Sorry about your work. <laughs> now, Pat, we need an answer. The three original colors of the Eagles, what were they? Yellow, blue, and white. He's right. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Yellow, blue, and white. Uh, they were found in the Philadelphia City flag. And the Frankfurt Yellow Jackets, too. That's amazing. There was also a hint of periwinkle, Preston. So hang on a second here, Pat. We are going to set you up. You're going to get yourself a pair of tickets to see the Impractical Jokers Drive, 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 Drive Tour. 
presented by the Preston and Steve Show. It's coming up Friday, February 3rd at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. And tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster if you want to grab those. All right, so I got some entertainment stories. Let's go through them. Uh, while enjoying a vacation in Hawaii with his rude girlfriend, Chase Sui, uh, Pete Davidson was photographed shirtless, revealing that the tattoos he dedicated to his ex-girlfriend, Kim Kardashian, have vanished. It's wild because there's so many goddamn tattoos on his body. I, I couldn't see where they were. Uh, the actor was seen wearing a bandage above his collarbone in October, causing fans to speculate that he had, quote, my girl is a lawyer removed. Uh-huh. And the recent photographs confirm this to be true. This All should right. be a, a, an understood moratorium uh-huh. on beginning a relationship and when you get that tattoo. Yeah. You need to be years deep. I think so. And you need to have had a good years deep relationship. Do you have a Rochelle tattoo on I do brain? not. I do not have a Claire tattoo on me. I no. got a Rochelle and a Claire tattoo. Really? <laughs> yeah. And look, yeah. we're all still together. Yeah, absolutely. Been a long time, guys. So what you do is you get your very good friend to do that. <laughs> right. <laughs> get somebody who can take your bullet for you. Your special someone tattooed on them. Uh, Davidson also had the names Jasmine and Aladdin tattooed on his right shoulder, referencing the skit that the pair did together on Saturday Night Live. That tattoo is also gone. What about the Tommy Flanagan tattoo on his ribcage? I don't know about that, but also is gone is the KNSCP, which represented Kardashian and her four kids, North St. Chicago. Oh, my God. What about what she enjoyed for breakfast? (laughs) Granola with a black coffee. Yeah, cantaloupe. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, that's way over. Uh, So, most surprisingly, though, the comedian had Kim branded on his chest last year. Branded. Branded. And now all that remains is a little bit of scarring after that. So he had, the the whole idea was he was going to start to remove a lot of these tattoos. I see no sign that that's taken place. Uh, About the branding, Kim had told Ellen DeGeneres at the time, he said, I don't want to be able to get rid of it or cover it up. (laughs) (laughs) I just wanted it there as a scar on me. (laughs) So that's what she had to say, and he's going to find a way to remove that or re-scar that over probably. And I guarantee you, even though he's gone through this, it'll be a... He gets someone of some um, level, he'll be tattooing and branding like a madman. Yep. Uh, this is pretty cool. Brendan Fraser paused his Oscar press rounds for The Whale and stopped by a screening of The Mummy. And The Mummy returns in London. And fans had no idea he was going to show up. And they obviously thought it was awesome. I enjoyed that first movie, The Mummy. I did, too. I thought it was a lot of fun. It came out of nowhere. It wasn't was well, expecting much. It was well done. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and he was a good leading action Absolutely. guy. Absolutely. Uh, probably not so much now. But back then, he was he was in great shape. The event took place at the Prince Charles Cinema, screening Frazier's first two Mummy films on 35mm. And uh, the actor's surprise appearance was greeted with a standing ovation from the crowd, wearing a fitting leather jacket paired with khakis. Frazier told the crowd, I'm proud to stand before you tonight. This is a film that was made in Britain, and you should know that. Uh, Even the second one, uh, be proud and thank you for being here. He said, we had no idea what kind of movie we were making when we shot this. We didn't know if it was a drama or a comedy or an action or a horror picture or a romance, all of the above. Uh, we had no idea until we tested it in front of British audiences, so thank you for that. I think he's a probably, like, he's a really good actor, and I think, he is. you know, after having him in studio, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, because he's crazy. 
right? He's, he's, got he's, he's like really he's quirky. quirky. He's got a lot of quirkiness yeah. to it, but that's fine. I he mean, was, I, I think um, you know, you look at the performances that he has in his uh, even, in his resume. Very good. Even like the weirder movies, like yeah. the Scout. I, I really enjoyed that, where he's like this guy who can play baseball, but right. he's just you know, like uh, he's got a screw loose. And then also Bedazzled. You watch that right. one? Yeah. yeah, yeah, love it, love it. <laughs> Some of his characters are over the top in that, which is great. And yeah, you got to be a little, you got to be a little weird, yeah, you know, to sometimes to to be a, an actor and to to change, you know, uh, switch hats like that all the time. So if you remember his earlier roles, were like Encino Man, and he was, he was doing yeah. like, like yeah. comedy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frazier has already won the Toronto International Film Festival's Tribute Award for his role in Darren Aronofsky's uh, The Whale. Uh, he's also among the front runners to win Best Actor at the 2023 Academy Awards. Uh, they are announcing the Academy Awards this morning, the nomination. So that'll be later in the show today. Uh, there's been a lot of buzz about Kylie Jenner and Doja Cat. Doja Cat. And their outfits from the uh, Shia Pirelli's Spring 2023 Haute Couture show. Preston, I can't stop talking about this. In Paris on Sunday night. Uh, and a video of the pair interacting has since gone viral. Whoa. I know you and I are huge with the Doge. Kylie wore a dress with a giant faux lion head on the front of it. It's fox. While Doja, I'm sorry, a fox lion head <laughs> on the front of it. While Doja uh, donned 30,000 red Swarovski crystals. Did you guys see this? Yes. Wow. How yes. Is that? Her entire body, face, everything. Oh, God. Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <gasps> Well, uh, it actually I, looks pretty cool. You and I should start a fashion trend, Preston, where we go around with just the lower half of a horse costume. Yeah. I, she she looks like an X-Man. Yeah. yeah. I wonder uh, how they did that. Some type of, uh, some type of uh, almost uh, Mystique-esque. The Bedazzler. <laughs> oh, my God, that's a great idea. That's a great way to do it. Being able to fling cheap jewelry at people and have it land and, and overpower them. Uh, it lands on their yeah, eyes. The Bedazzler. Yeah. yeah. I can't see. <laughs> I do need what? to see close up because I have to see how this is done. Uh, like, yeah, that's what I'm wondering. Is it like spandex? I think they were glued to her. I yeah, thought I, I heard a report this uh, morning that said they used some type of adhesive to yeah, stick onto I, her skin. I would agree with that case. I don't think it's spandex because look at how it is around her eyes. I mean, it's like well, you can the mouth would show. Too. You could have the bulk of the head. And just that area. That area yeah. is glued yeah. to Nick, can you look that up real quick? Doja Cat uh, sparkles. I think they glued them on there, guys. Yeah, as we're looking on it right now, it looks like they're glued on. It doesn't look like any sort of latex. Yep. Uh, so, Kylie, yeah. So they, You look like a pepper. Uh, apparently, uh, the video circulating shows the pair pairing to fake smile at one another as they say, good to see you. Mm. Uh, Did fans, she let the lion do the talking? Fans had a field day on Twitter uh, and... Had some fun with this. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, like a person said, uh, Kylie definitely thought she was going to be the look at the show. And uh-huh. then Doja walked in. Doja aced it. Uh, yeah. So it's it's wild looking. I don't I don't know exactly how they pulled that off, but it must have taken a long ass time it to took, do uh, that. Four hours and 58 minutes. Jesus. A, a uh, makeup artist named Pat McGrath. And uh, so he posted it on his Instagram account. And uh, the gl- glittering look was created with the help of this celebrity uh, makeup artist. And he posted the final look on Instagram, shared it with his fans. Uh, and the entire process took uh, 30,000 crystals. You know, what, you know what they probably did is they probably first painted her skin That's red. That's what it looks like. And then put all and then those, was, and then, says, then adhered those to them. Yeah, it says that the crystals were applied individually by hand. So okay. uh, they're glued somehow. Wouldn't you love to, to 
to have someone who's wearing that and go, I'm sorry, you, you got something on your face. Right, right? yeah. And just try to rip it all off. It's right there. Yeah, keep yeah. knocking it off. Yeah. So we're watching a time-lapse video. Yes, it's obviously something very elaborate. Yeah. I assume it takes at least a, like an hour or, you know, how quickly does it come off? Oh, yeah, good question. Yeah. <laughs> but there's like eight either. people working on her face yeah. in this video. So, All right, well, moving along, uh, the Razzies are back, and they're ready to celebrate the worst in cinema from the past year. I'm a fan of the Razzies. I like them, too. I also like when award winners show up to collect them, and they have in the past. Yeah, the first ever that did it was Sandra Bullock. Yes. She was the first one who actually showed up to the award <laughs> ceremony for All About Steve, I think, yeah. was the movie. That's a good sport. And uh, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It shows you're a good sport. Yeah. And I... Feel like I like that movie. Is um, it, it, it's, it's okay. Bradley moments. Cooper in the he is yeah. It. Okay, yeah. It's okay. It wasn't great, but it wasn't the worst movie ever. Well, sometimes I completely disagree with the Razzies. On you know, the, on, like I'll say, oh no, there's far worse than the movies they selected. But that's their call. All right, so I'll run down the uh, the nominations for you. Uh, worst picture, Blonde, which is the <sighs> Marilyn uh, Monroe film. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Disney's Pinocchio, Good Morning, M O U R N I N G. Uh, the King's Daughter and Morbius. I I'm only familiar Morbius. with a couple of them. What was Morbius about? Uh, the, Morbius. Yeah, the, 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 the vampire Marvel character. Uh, Jared Leto. Okay. Yeah, he's in he's in the Marvel Universe or the Sony Marvel Universe. Yeah. Yeah. And I never saw it. It's okay. Why Pinocchio? It, it's horrible. Supposedly. Is it? It's, the, the Disney did the live action version of their own classics, the one with Tom Hanks. <laughs> yep. And then you have the one with Guillermo del Toro that came out on Netflix. And that like, one's getting raves. Okay. I yeah. just feel like it can never be like... You know what's Pinocchio like? Is it really was it really? Well, they terrible? say they, they just they they lengthen the story and they throw in a whole. In other words, it's it pales by comparison to the original animated version because yeah. it looks so similar. There have been quite literally four or five Pinocchio movies in the last three years, maybe including this one. And this is apparently the worst of all okay. of them. <laughs> you know the one? There's the one that got into big trouble. Well, not big trouble. It's not like you're going to be uh, you know uh, have any sort of action filed against you. But the one that Paulie Shore voice Pinocchio for. Became oh. a, yeah. There's a whole bunch of memes about his acting as as uh, Pinocchio. It's hilarious. Oh. Worst actor nominations went to Machine Gun Kelly for Good Morning, Pete Davidson for Marmaduke. What? Uh, yeah, he did the voice uh, for that. Uh, Tom Hanks as Geppetto in Disney's Pinocchio. Uh, Jared Leto and Morbius and Sylvester Stallone in Samaritan. Oh yeah, I did you watch that? I did. I thought it sucked. I started it yeah. and I did not like it. Uh, worst actress, uh, Ryan Kira Armstrong for Firestarter. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard for Jurassic Park Dominion. Diane Keaton in Mac and Rita. Uh, Kaya Sc- Scudellaro for The King's Daughter. And Alicia Silverstone in The Requin. I'm not familiar with The King's Daughter. Yeah, I'm not familiar with most of those movies. Mm. Worst remake, ripoff, or sequel, uh, Blonde. Uh, both 365-day sequels, which was 365 days this day and the next 365 days. I don't know that at all. Not for me. Nope. Disney's Pinocchio, Firestarter, and Jurassic World Dominion. I thought you and Nick said you enjoyed it. Nick, I, I, still, I, was, I still yeah. have to watch it, but you, you said it was, it was not too bad. It, uh, listen, I mean, it's not... Schindler's List. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Jurassic not World. It's, yeah. Yeah. Schindler's exactly. with, with yeah. List with dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah I'd like that'd that. be wonderful. I, uh, well, you know, actually, uh, both uh, Steven Spielberg movies. Yeah, Schindler's List <laughs> and Jurassic Park. But um, I watched Jurassic World on the plane. Great plane movie. Okay. Right. Uh, worst supporting actress: uh, Adria Ariona for Morbius, uh, Lorraine Bracco for Disney's Pinocchio, Penelope Cruz in the Three Five Five. 
uh, Bing Bing Fan in The 355 and the King's Daughter, and Mira Sorvino in Lamborghini, The Man Behind the Legend. Man, I saw. I only saw the trailer for that, and it's got um, uh, our Frank buddy Rillo. Frank Grillo, and boy, does it look terrible. Really? really? Yeah. And oh, I, I man. Love, we all love Frank Grillo. Yeah, it was so cool that he got a role that was not action-based. Steve, I mean, I'm normally turned on by trailers, and yeah. this one, I, like, it, it just looks bad, and his, okay. his Italian accent looks terrible. I was I was so unimpressed. Worst supporting actor, Pete Davidson for Good Morning. He had a cameo role in that. Uh, Tom Hanks for Elvis. Uh, well, Xavier, I liked him in Elvis. I liked him, too. Yeah. Xavier Samuel in Blonde, Maud Sun in Good Morning, and Evan Williams in Blonde. What's Good Morning? I don't know. I uh, Machine Gun Kelly's in it. Yeah, that's what I need said. to know, yeah. Uh, worst screen couple, uh, Colson Baker, that's Machine Gun Kelly, and Mod Son in Good Morning. Uh, both real-life characters in the fallacious White House bedroom scene in Blonde. <laughs> okay. Uh, Tom Hanks and his latex-laden face in Elvis, they say. Uh, Andrew, Dominic, and his issues with women in Blonde. And the two 365-day sequels were considered the worst couple as well. God almighty. Wait, what did you say for Elvis? His face? Yes. (laughs) Yes. uh, Tom Hanks and his latex-laden face. So they're just saying bad makeup. Uh, They do have them. They made him fat. (laughs) I really thought he turned in a pretty damn good performance, especially since he's he's the narrator of the movie. Did you like the movie? I liked the movie. I really liked it a lot. Yeah. All right, these are the Razzies if you're just tuning in. Worst director went to Judd Apatow for The Bubble. What's mm. The Bubble, Dwee? Uh, they're, they're shooting a movie COVID. during COVID. I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly and Mod Son in Good Morning. Uh, Andrew Dominic in Blonde. Daniel uh, Espinosa for Morbius. And Robert Zemeckis for Disney's Pinocchio. Where screenplay was Blonde. Uh, Disney's Pinocchio. Uh I'm sensing a theme here, guys. Yeah. Oh, they usually. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they usually pick like five things and just and go savage right them. Yeah. 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 Uh, Good morning, Jurassic World Dominion and Morbius. Uh, so these were all worst uh, screenplay. Uh, so yeah, they it's as is tradition. Uh, they announce these the day before the Academy Awards. I love uh, Anna de Armas, but um, has anyone taken a stab at Blonde? No. Not yet. Uh, the yeah. winners will be announced on Saturday, March 11th, the day before the Academy Awards. And the Academy Award nominations come out this morning, so we'll see if we can get our hands on those a uh, little bit later on. Uh, in the Netflix documentary, Pamela, a love story, debuting on the streaming platform next Tuesday, Pamela Anderson reacts to the news about the Hulu show Pam and Tommy. When her sons Dylan and Brandon tell her there's a TV show coming out about their parents uh, and the stolen tapes, Anderson replies, it really gives me nightmares. Man. Uh, she added, I have no desire to watch it. I never watched the tape, and I'm not going to watch this. So this that segment is going to be a part of this particular documentary when right. it comes out. Yep. Uh, she's revealing a lot, obviously, to get people to watch, and she's got the book uh, you know, coming out as well. So you know, she, now's the time when all this stuff is coming out. Uh, according to page six, Alec Baldwin returned to Instagram on Sunday, posting for the first time uh, since it was revealed that he would be charged with involuntary manslaughter for the fatal Rust shooting. Uh, he shared a photo of his six-year-old son, Leonardo, massaging Hilaria Baldwin's back. And then he had captioned it with the old let me give you a back rub ploy. Uh, after people criticized him for being, quote, sexually suggestive with his child, oh, uh, the 30 Rock actor shared that he changed the caption and he wrote potato chips to follow. I would have changed it to taking her from behind. <laughs> he added, I adjusted, I adjusted the text, I guess, because, you know, there's so much of that Reddit trash out there. It was kind of an innocuous. He, did, he did not it's, need to change it. But, listen, it's, yeah, I, and I agree. Yeah. 
but people take this little, you know, microscope and they look at everything you write and, and have uh, something to say about it. And that's the nature of, that's the lovely nature yes. of social media. It's so oh, encouraging. That fun? And if you want to really be pepped up, check out social media. In a recent interview with British GQ, Rita Ora called the 2021 uh, thruple rumors between her, uh, Taika Watiti and Tessa Thompson ridiculous. Uh, the, Dash. the three stars were photographed having fun together on a balcony when the rumor mill began. If they were in a daisy chain, then you could say, okay, perhaps a throuple. Uh, she said, I think when some things are so absurd and it's hard to fathom any sense of it, you just have to ignore it. Hmm. Uh, literally, that photo was just a bunch of friends having a good time. But uh, there you go. People the way friends do. If you want to put that stuff you together out with your I friends occasionally. You remember when me and Kathy and Marissa, you guys took a picture of, of us like this where they were both kissing me at the same time? <laughs> I don't. No. Yeah, no, because like that's an exhibit. Not a day goes by when I don't think of that picture. <laughs> uh, Maya Rudolph has officially been tapped as Eminem's new spokesperson. Uh, the candy company issued a statement on Monday uh, sharing that they were putting their spokes candies on an indefinite pause. Uh, and they're bringing the bridesmaids actress uh, to the label to the table instead. Is she playing an Eminem, or will she be a live human? It remains to be seen. Uh-huh. So uh, this comes after some idiots took issue with the green Eminem switching from white go-go boots to sneakers last year. Uh, and Eminem's wrote in the last year we made some changes to our beloved spokes candies. We weren't sure if anyone would notice, and we definitely didn't think it would break the internet. But now we get it. Even a candy's shoes can be polarizing was the last thing M&M's wanted since we're all about bringing people together. Uh, and Rudolph told today, I'm thrilled to be working with M&M's. I'm a lifelong lover of the candy, and I feel like it's such an honor to be asked to be a part of such a legendary brand's campaign. So they're going to debut at Super Bowl, so it'll be a whole new campaign, I guess, that they're going to go with. And by the way, Casey, I every time I, I flew this weekend... Both ways. I have to get peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's. Every single time, yeah. no matter what. And it's Twizzlers. what I look forward to. I love. I don't co- do the Twizzlers, but I do peanut M&M's. For I sure. love our coworker Chuck D'Amico, to know, and I, it really bugs me that he doesn't, that he hates peanut M&M's. Like, he can't. <laughs> Does he like peanuts? I don't know. But he, he loves M&M's. M&M's. He likes peanuts. Wait, and, uh, I forget. I was walk- we were talking about something on the air, and I walked out of the studio, and we went to a break, and whatever we had been talking about, Chuck was like, by the way, I haven't eaten that either. Like, Chuck doesn't eat <laughs> very know. much. No, like, he, he's we, very picky. We had him try... Um, fruits like standard for like like a strawberry uh, on the show because yeah. he had never had it before. Never so had fruit. You can't be mad at him that he doesn't. I'm not like mad. Peanut M&M's. It just it just uh, bothers me a little bit because they're so great. I wish he would enjoy them the way that I enjoy them, the way the Preston and and most of the rest of the planet. I'm Nick, peanut yeah. M&M. Nick, he's suspect. He is suspect. That's what he is. <laughs> he's sus. uh-huh. Hey, if there's also, a peanut yes, M&M suspect. and a regular M&M in front of me, I'm going regular. Really? Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, no. no. I need something Mm-mm. meaty. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, I love them both, but I do love the peanut M&M's. I take more. This mm. is how weird he is. When you get those uh, multi-bags of, of the little, like, sandwich bags of, uh, like, Frito-Lays, like, uh, it comes with Doritos. And... Yeah. What does he throw out? No. Do you know what he goes for first? <laughs> no. Fritos and Cheetos. Like, he goes for those before he's, the Doritos. He's like a six-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. What's wrong with that? Going not f- first. Yeah, those are the ones that are always left over in my household. Yeah, same. Yeah, I don't no, like I don't... those mixes. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you always have the leftover Fritos. Yeah, and Cheetos. you very rarely are the mixes just right. There's always it's up. Yeah, there's always a bobo batch in there. It would be, cr- it would be yeah. great if you could create your own. 
Uh, yes, right? You actually Order could. your own mix. Yes. Actually, that would be great. I did that for Christmas uh, for Andrea a couple of years ago because she's a big chips fan. And I think it was Lay's. Uh, it was like a tent. You might have even had it in the connoisseur when you're pressed in. It was like you could, you could um, pick and choose different Lay's products and, and send them, uh, you know, if, uh, in a box for like 10 bucks or 20 bucks okay. or whatever. Yeah. My issue is contamination. You got to make sure that everything in there is, is not going to F up the other item. You know what I'm saying? You don't want your well, they're all bagged Doritos screwing so. up your Fritos. Yeah, and they won't. They won't. They're all in their own. All right. Yeah, bag. it means bag separately, but have the, having the you know uh, the variety, the pack, variety, the exactly every single one that you I like. I got you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it comes with funyuns, and I'm not down with that. You know. <laughs> All right. So Variety reports that the movie Air, directed by Ben Affleck, is set to hit theaters on April 5th. Films about the partnership between Nike and Michael Jordan. And it is the first movie produced by Affleck and Matt Damon's new production company called Artists Equity. Uh, so that is coming out April Matt 5th. <laughs> uh, Variety reports that there will, in fact, be a Girls Trip 2. Yeah! <laughs> featuring the original cast. Uh, Tracy Oliver, who co-wrote the first film, told the outlet that she had a definitive Girls Trip 2 update while at the Sundance Film Festival. Uh, she said it's officially happening. I can say that. We all fell in love with those characters. And they're looking to set it in Ghana. <laughs> Ghana. Ah. It's perfect. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zoe Saldana is the first actor to ever appear in four movies that have crossed $2 billion wow. at the worldwide box office. That is pretty amazing. Uh, the actress starred in Avatar, which made $2.9 billion, and Avatar The Way of Water, $2 billion, as uh, uh, Natiri, while also portraying uh, Gamora in Avengers Infinity War. That made a little over $2 billion. And then Avengers Endgame made two point seven billion. It's amazing. Yeah, she's also in the Star Trek universe. I mean, uh, major franchises that she's involved with. Uh, Avatar Two is only the sixth film to reach two billion dollars the mark at the box office. Uh, so she is the ultimate box office queen, and uh, she is also poised to break more records as she's expected to return as Natiri in future Avatar movies. I, I, you know, with all the other Avatars in Avatar, I yeah. can see the actor. I can't see her face in her Avatar. You, you know what I mean? Like, um, Oh, you you can't. I, I can. Uh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That, Everybody that, else, like Sigourney, Sigourney Weaver, Weaver's you obvious. can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and uh, whoever the guy is. There. Have you seen the new, it's Avatar. It's about a 14-foot blue conductor. No. Uh, with, yeah, it's, no. it's, it's, oh, <laughs> Avatar. <laughs> It's really good. It's a, it's a combination of both. Yeah. Uh, so uh, you can. You, you I can't, just can't see her face in it. Her yeah. Face, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think because the of the width of Natiri's nose and the, the, the Navi in general. Yeah, I, I find it harder to read her face. I think you're right. But Sigourney Weaver's obvious. Yep. All right, and then finally, uh, this is a great story. Philadelphia Flags will be flying at half-staff in honor of Jerry Blavitt. Isn't that amazing? Uh, the city's flags began flying at half-staff on Monday. They will continue to do so until sunset on Saturday, Mayor Jim Kinney had announced. Uh, in a statement, uh, Kenny noted that Blavitt, whose career, of course, uh, in the entertainment uh, industry spanned 70 years, was a Philadelphia legend. Uh, Kenny said he brought a lot of happiness into our lives. And we are grateful for his gifts of sharing and celebrating music over so many years and for his contributions to the sound, culture, and spirit of our city. And he announced that huge Preston and Steve statue in front of City Hall. Well, that was a secondary announcement that he made. (laughs) Uh, Funeral mass for Jerry will be held at the uh, Cathedral Basilica on Saturday. And a live stream of the mass will be available starting online at 11 a.m. All right, so we are ready for clips. 
Missing follows the story of June, who uses technology to find her missing mother. Here, Storm Reed compares herself to her tech-savvy character. Let's get the clip. I can find somebody on social media for sure. But, like, finding a missing person? I don't know. (laughs) Um, So, if June was a 10 out of 10, like, technologically savvy, 10 out of 10, I'd say I'm, like, a 6 or 7. Shut the f*** up! Missing is in theaters now. Here's the next clip. Worlds collide when Jonah Hill's character Ezra wants to wed the daughter of Nia Long's character uh, Fatima in You People. Uh, In this clip, Long talks about her experience working with Hollywood greats. Here we go. I'm so proud. I'm so excited. I think people are going to love this film. It's important. We laugh We laugh with and at one another, and that's what we got to do more of instead of making these harsh comparisons. Shut up. 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 And I don't know if it's uh, Fatima or Fatima. Uh, I think Fatima is proper. Uh, so. I think it might be Fatima, but... Uh, in the Catholic world, it would be Fatima. Uh, you People is coming to Netflix this Friday. Casey, I just read an interesting uh, explanation about Zoe Saldana in Avatar, is that um, she was native to that planet, and so it was her choice and Cameron's choice to not make her look like herself as much. Oh. Sam Worthington and Sigourney oh. Weaver oh. Are, humans. Are, are humans. They're yeah. avatars. And, and they are the avatars, so yeah. they don't look nearly as much like... Uh, they look more like themselves, and uh. Zoe Saldana did not. It makes all the sense in the world. That makes sense. I like it. That makes sense. All right. And they eat nothing... But peanut M&M. <laughs> That'd be on great. Pandora. If on Pandora. Yeah. That's it. That's what they subside on? Yes. Uh, what, what was unobtainium was their their yes. original uh-huh. dumb thing. But now and, uh, they find a giant, yeah. vast vein of peanut m and yes. in the in the, uh, in the in the soil. They plug their ponytails <laughs> into the candy. All right. With that, we're going to take a break. Hey, I've been told we actually have a guest on the program. We do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I thought we didn't have any, but it turns out uh, comedian Two Ray is going to hey. be stopping by today. He's great. Playing Punchline uh, tomorrow night. So Two Ray's going to stop by in the nine o'clock hour. So spend some time talking to him. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Uh, we have a beautiful sunrise Sunset. coming up this morning. We'll be right back. Right. Stay with us. From 6 to 10, Nick and Sarah rock Creekside Cabaret in Hatfield. Check out the All-Star Amateur Contest with a $2,000 grand prize. Visit CreeksideCabaret.com for more details. We were just uh, chatting off air yesterday. There was uh, news about uh, Jeremy Renner and uh, his recovery and uh, how he had uh, posted that he's got 30-plus bones broken uh, that need to heal. That's surprising when all he had the fourteen thousand pound snowplow on. Yeah, him. that's all. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he's he's busted up. Uh, obviously, really bad. But thirty plus broken bones confirmed. Jesus, uh, the most I've ever broken at any given time are two. Two, but your wrists, right? Uh, yeah, I broke both of those at the same time. And what were you doing? You were saving a life, right? No, I was sliding down. I was drunk sliding down the banister. <laughs> oh, same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Same. You were saving your life. In some countries, people consider yes. that saving You're a hero life. in many countries. Uh, and so, yeah, I broke those. But, I mean, I, I've broken a, a handful of bones here and there. Uh, but it's always, it's uh, other than that time, it's been one bone yeah. or one fracture. To rule them all. And yeah. then, uh, yeah, 30 is ridiculous. How many fractures would you say you've had? Uh, one, two, three, four, I think. Yeah. Four? 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 <laughs> I, I've, 
I've never broken a bone. Really? And to the best of my knowledge, not unless I've broken like a pinky. Yeah, Steve, me neither. Yeah. Well, what about when you see that guy's leg playing dodgeball? Uh, no, that that's that a dislocation. Yeah, yeah. you know, what? Yeah. I, it's actually corrected over time. It was your pinky, right? Yeah. 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 Now you can see. Uh, now when I play, say Chopin. Yeah. Uh, when, uh, as a concert pianist. No, but it's actually, yeah. It I, it, I think it was sprained more than okay. broken. But, yeah, I've never had that thrill of a broken bone. I yeah. only see it when you dive into Rachmaninoff personally. Yes. But I, and you I've can never tell. seen it during the Chopin. So. This, this is terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've broken a few bones uh, in my life, but never, like, multiple at the same time. My buddy Bill, though, he was, um, he was working for, I can't remember which township it was, but uh, he had his foot run over by a backhoe. Oh, I remember you telling us about this. Dude, I have showed a us the picture. Yeah, yes. because it basically broke every single bone in his foot. So how many bones are we talking about? Like all of them. Yeah. You know, uh, it just, it completely, because... It the, pulverized it. It pulverized. So they ran it over. He screamed bloody murder. It stopped. And oh then it God. had to reverse off of it, but when oh. it reversed off of it, it kind of skidded its tires a little bit. Oh, too. Oh, so you wanted to do donuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, there are 26 bones in the human foot. I just looked it up. So, like, Jesus. if you break, I mean, yeah. I'm sure it takes a really long time for all of them to heal. Yeah, it, yeah. Was, uh, it was nasty. I went and visited him in the hospital, and, you know, he was, uh, it was, it was horrible. And then, you know. But at least I made him laugh because his foot looked like Fred Flintstone. Oh, it did was, it? Yeah. yeah. Like, Fred Flintstone meets Frankenstein. It was ridiculous. Like a how huge, gigantic foot. Yeah. 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 Uh, did it look like um, uh, Barf's foot in... No, it wasn't giant, flattened like okay, a pancake. Right. Um, <laughs> the giant Yoda yogurt statue landed on it. Um, yeah, you know what? I you wonder... know what's interesting about, about uh, bones re-healing uh, properly is... So you guys remember I broke this bone in my hand uh, at iFly. Uh, it was leaving. Oh, you broke it? Yeah, yes. I was leaving the tunnel, yeah. and my my pinky hit the the wall. It's always the pinky, man. And and it caused this bone. Uh, I don't. I think that's a metacarpal bone, or no, I don't, that's carpal or something like it's that. The pinky it, stabilizer. <laughs> anyhow, I, I fractured it. It broke, and and I had to wear a a brace for like you know six weeks or something like that. And it was done. You know, I could. I, I didn't have pain anymore. But uh, it is. It's. It never healed. So sometimes I, they don't heal. Yeah, heal, it right? did not I mean, heal. And, and on occasion, it hurts. Uh, I can definitely feel it. And I have been back uh, to have X-rays for different reasons. And they've gone. Are you sure you didn't do something here? And I'm like, no, that's old. This is not. They said, well, it never, it never healed. Wow, it's weird that that it's would happen. That it would never, broken. yeah, heal yeah. together. It's bizarre because there's yeah. some, like, for example, with with like a pinky toe or something. If you break it, they don't put a cast on it. You just right. I mean, you're, yeah. <laughs> you splint it right. usually. Yeah, but, but that's I mean, it. For the most part, there's not much you can do, right? Mm, yeah, I think yeah. it depends on like the severity of the break, though. Maybe you could get like a like a. Um, I don't know if it'd be a cast on your on your pinky, but like a, a dental dam. Well, so I broke my. I've had a few breaks over the yeah. years, and uh, two from falling, and then one from uh, a ski accident. And that's where I broke my collarbone, and that was the most painful of all of them. And the the collarbone um, broke in several different directions. <laughs> so like, it was my left collarbone, and oh, essentially it, it exploded because I landed on my shoulder. And uh, Kathy, there were bones like sticking <laughs> yeah. out. Wait, were they sticking out? No, it's sticking way out. And then there's this kind of viscous, <laughs> sort of gelatinous, bloody pulp. But Steve, for that, for a broken collarbone, uh, essentially there are two ways for it to heal. One is uh, to do what they did for me, which was put in screws and a plate. Uh, so they had to cut me open, insert six screws into my collarbone, and they're still there. The other uh, is if you break your collarbone, they just put you in a sling and allow it like takes six to eight weeks 
and eventually it heals on its own. And mm-hmm. apparently, a collarbone break is among the most painful. I yeah, I when I separated my shoulder, it was uh, it was the most pain I'd, and it was just a grade two separation. It wasn't even like that bad of a you know. Um, you but, did it to get out of a straitjacket, right? <laughs> no, I did it on the show, live oh. on the air. The things I do for this stupid show. <laughs> um, but uh, th- listen, I'm t- I was telling you about my friend's foot. It is so bad that when you know when you're looking for a photo on your phone, yeah, you can type in. It doesn't even show up as a foot. So I type in the word what? foot, and it won't come up. Doesn't and I know it's it. in my library, so I got to go through my library. See Mog, yeah. space balls. Uh, By the way, I want to hear who's got the, the most uh, breaks. Yeah, at once. Uh, How much? At, at, at once. Because if he's dealing with 30, Preston, plus, yeah. I, I've got to figure we're looking at a couple of years. Yeah. Right? 215-263-WMMR. Well, before everything heals, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, man. Mm, How many yeah. did um, uh, Mr. Peanut break when he got hurt at the oh, wow. Cobra Classic? Not, not that many. No? No. 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 It's like eight they or something. They were just in his face. Fortunately... You were on the scene, Preston, to administer medical care by asking, <laughs> what year is it, right? No, no, I said, how many fingers am I holding out? <laughs> and, that, and, and we were like, like, oh, he's got he can count. There's blood coming out of his mouth. Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, like, how many fingers am I Hold on, three. He's, he's all right, 100%. Oh, boy. He's okay. He dodged the bullet on this one. By the way, when you are doing that, how many fingers is it? Is it best to hold up? None. None? Okay. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine... I don't know. Probably three. I'm thinking because you're going to see the, the if you've got double vision, uh, you're going to you're, you're going to think you you see four maybe. Uh, I think that's probably I mean? right. Yeah. I, when I see it, I see people most often do three. Yeah, well, yeah. I was thinking two. I was thinking two too. Well, then you probably have some two, sort of two. head trauma because it's probably three. <laughs> Maybe I'm the one that's double vision. <laughs> you're thinking uh, two two. I was thinking two two. Yeah, I was thinking uh, two as well. All right. It um, was only one bone, but remember when my dad snapped his femur? Oh, man? my God. I mean, that was like one solid bone just snapped. And was like it? when I saw the x-ray, like the, I can usually, I'm usually okay with x-rays. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that's not. You got queasy on this one. Well, the, and I was like, oh, my God. I mean, it was just a clear. It's a big bone. Snap. Nick, yeah. on your collarbone was, I know this sounds stupid, but I have not had uh, the experience of breaking a bone myself, but was there an audible sound of a snap? Or uh, a... There could have been. I, mean, yeah. I was skiing, Steve, so, right. uh, and actually, <laughs> believe it or not, I had headphones on because yeah. I was working for Pierre at the time, so uh, I don't, I, I heard a snap uh, on another break when I broke, uh, when I was crossing that creek in Colorado. You right. did hear something? I, I heard it oh, and felt the pop. Oh, Golly <laughs> Christ. Um, awful. I wanted to ask, because I've heard this as well, that the uh, amongst the most painful are broken ribs. Yes. You can't sneeze. You can't cough. Breathing is difficult. Laugh. You have to imagine you laugh, yeah. a lot of what Renner has going on because it was on his torso, mm. his broken ribs. Right. Yep. And usually if you break one rib, you break more than one, right? Like uh, it's not just one. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uh, let me go to some calls. I have um, Kathy. Hi, Kathy. Good morning. Good morning. Hey. How are you today? Great. What's up, Kathy? So I was playing kickball in Kandahakin in an adult league, and I was running to first, and I felt like somebody just blew me up. I had a complete avulsion on my hamstring, oh, so geez. they had to reconstruct my hamstring. And then after 10 weeks being in a body brace, I realized I broke both ankles oh, my and my wrist. All at the same time. Oh my god! My- and this was this was playing the full contact sport of kickball. Of kickball, because yes. you know when you're playing in a co-ed league and girls just tap the ball, it's frustrating. So I thought, oh, I'll just fail it, and I did, but I never made it to first because kickball, all that. 
Oh, when are they going to start outlawing that demon sport? All right. How, what was recovery like for you? I mean, especially it with the was, hamstring thing. Oh, my God. So the hamstring was 10 weeks in a hospital bed in a body brace. Ooh. Oh, 10 weeks in a hospital. In a hospital bed, yep. And oh then when I they told me I could start putting pressure on my legs, I couldn't because my feet. And then I kept telling them something was wrong with my feet. And they're like, no, it's just your hamstring. <laughs> and then they did x-rays and they found out I broke both ankles. So I had one ankle done already. The other has to be done. Wow. And then I had to have two surgeries on my wrist because they realized my wrist was broken and didn't heal properly. Wow. And I'm still waiting for them to figure out if they're going to fix my hips that are dislocated. Oh, my God. All from that? Kickball! From hey, running the first, Kathy. That um, the hamstring did it detach? Uh, oh yes. All right, oh, and oh, and they great. say that you can feel it mm, like crawling up as it releases. Did you feel that at all? Yep, yep. <gasps> and it, what happened was I didn't at first. I was just like, oh, maybe I pulled it. But then a girl on my team was like, oh. We can take off your shoe. We'll rub your foot. And as soon as she did that, I just felt uh-huh. it go. Oh God. Oh, oh my God. God. Yep. And then oh, the yeah. one. Oh, the awful. one tendon by the time, because you can't find a surgery surgeon to do it because it's not common to do an avulsion of your hamstring. Like, it's for, like, you know, Olympic stars. Yes. Um, yep. You know, you, you, it's not common. So, for me, it took three weeks to find a surgeon that would touch it. Kathy, when, did this, time, when did this accident happen? I'm sorry? When did this all go down? When did the kickball game of, of uh, death take place? <laughs> um, it was uh, almost three years ago. Oh, my God. And you're still yep. getting work done off of that. And yep. Yep, still getting work done. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they had you sitting there in the hospital for 10 weeks and couldn't figure out that both your ankles were broken? Nope. Because mm. the pain, they kept saying the pain was just all coming from the hamstring. Yeah. You know, just, you know, and until I kept saying something is wrong, something wow. is wrong. And they said, what is your goal? I said, my goal is to be able to walk again with no pain. And they said, we can't guarantee you that. You know, she, uh, she, she didn't have a Dr. Mike. Dr. Mike will yeah. look everywhere, even if, uh, you know. Yeah. He'll look in your butt. Yeah, he'll give you a colonoscopy if, you, if, you, <laughs> if your toe hurts. That's, that's probably crack, too. I don't yeah. know. All right. All right. Well, hang in there, Kathy. That's, a, that's from insane. Kickball. From kickball. Wow. Uh, let's go to Heather. Hi, Heather. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Heather? Um, so I, three years ago, actually tomorrow, I fell down the steps and my foot went out to the left and... Somehow, I broke my ankle and both bones in five different places. Wow. Um, I was home alone at the time, so I had the pleasure of crawling up the steps to get my cell phone. Oh, my God. (laughs) And um, they wound up, um, I was in the hospital for two weeks. They couldn't operate on me for the first week because I was so swollen. Um, They were worried about compartment syndrome happening. Um, which is life-threatening. So I was in an external fixator for a week, which actually was more pleasurable than actually having the surgery to repair it. So what's, an ex- what's an external fixator? So, like, you know when somebody, like, has a head injury and they get the halo? The halo, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. It was on my leg. Okay, gotcha. All right. So and- it was basically to secure the joint until I could have surgery. Yeah. Um, but when they did go in and repair it, it was four or five plates and 14 or 15 screws. That's insane. So I ended up with 19 pieces. It looked like the Eiffel Tower in my leg, mm. like the way the plates were constructed mm. in the x-ray. Yeah. Um, but I've since had them out. Love Penn Presbyterian. Yeah. Um, 
They did a great job. They got everything, all the metal out, except for I have a broken drill bit, <laughs> a screw with a... You have a broken uh, drill bit? Over. A broken drill bit, yeah. That would, uh, no you would think they would want to get that out. Right. Yeah. They said that it could have caused a lot more damage to the bone, so they didn't okay. want to take it out. Wow. But tomorrow's the three-year anniversary, and I'm only just getting back to any sort of normal. When they took it out, I'm diabetic, and I had, um, like, issues healing. And especially, like, I had a, I had just started a new job um, when I initially broke it. So they held my job for me. So I felt, like, pressure to get back. Right. So my skin didn't heal right, and my tendon was actually exposed for some time. What? What a um, freaking mess. Oh, my God. Yeah. It Is it from falling down the stairs? Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Falling down the stairs. Well, isn't falling down the stairs one of the, the, the oh. leading causes of death in the... I mean, be. And that, that could have been for you, Heather, so at least that, that didn't happen. I mean, obviously oh. what you had was horrible, but I think it's... Nick, if you could do a quick check, I think falling down the stairs is one of the leading causes of death in the country. Of accident. Absolutely. Yeah. My great aunt died falling down the steps, so I was always like... I made out better than my aunt. Yes. Wow. All right. Thank you, Heather. We appreciate that. Uh, man, that that whole, she talked about that external, uh, 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 what you call it? Fixator? Stabilizer yeah. or something like that. You keep fixating on my ankles. When there are, <laughs> when there are wires coming out uh-huh. of people's skin. Yeah. That's, a, you know what I'm talking it's about? Of, it's out of pinhead. It's out of the centibite. It's crazy. It's, it's so hard to see how that you can. They can even do that. You're halfway yeah. to having a hundred nails in your skull. Yeah. yeah. My buddy Dan was in a. Uh, he was in a halo, and he was in there for a little while. He wasn't. You know, he was in a bad car accident, kind of like you know, Steve, when you got uh, rear-ended. Yes. Uh, when you, I don't. You were in that big car. He got rear-ended yes, by a Mack truck. Yeah, and so uh, you know the fact that he's you know not only walking but thriving in life these days is crazy. But like it, it's when you're you see the. You know, the screws going That's what they, they yeah. drill in. They yeah. have to. Into the skin. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, we're talking about this because uh, Jeremy Renner, this is a story yesterday. We didn't have time to talk about it yesterday, but 30-plus uh, broken bones in one shot. Uh, and what the hell is that like? And we've got some calls from people who have multiple breaks. Uh, I'm going to go to Jennifer. Hi, Jennifer. Good morning. Good morning, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Jennifer, what's up? So my crash anniversary was uh, just eight years ago okay. um, in January, and um, this, uh, January just about last week. Um, I was driving on my way home from work, and I had a really horrific car accident. Um, it resulted in multiple compound fractures. Um, my so what happened was I was totally awake for the whole entire accident. Um, Long story short was when I when the car actually stopped moving, I looked down and I was like, oh, I got to find where my glasses are. And I went to move my arm and I'm like, hmm, why, why is something poking through my through my through my coat? And I was like, oh, my God, I think that's a bone. <laughs> now, I've I've never seen real life compound fracture in front of my very eyes, but it's it's something that haunts me. Yeah. even though I've never seen it. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. I've seen well, videos can't, and pictures. I can't imagine. Jennifer, what, what what's your pain tolerance, by the way? Well, at, initially, I was in shock. Yeah. So I didn't feel anything until they actually started to move me. They had to cut me out of the car. Um, yeah, it was bad. Um, so when they started moving me and when they the, the, the police uh, and fire and, and emergency were on, on the scene, they were like, oh, you know, the, she's got multiple compound fractures. We, we, you know, we can't move her. We got to cut her out. 
And I was like, oh, Jesus, that's not good. Yeah. Um, you know, I knew I was in bad shape. And so when they started moving me, that's when it started to hurt. And <sighs> when they finally put me in the back of the ambulance, they were able to give me pain meds. But, yeah, it resulted in months of rehabilitation. I was in that external fixator. I had the pin coming out at the bottom of my, uh, the bottom of my foot. How many, how many breaks? So I had um, a, a broken ankle, essentially like the malleus of the bone of your ankle was like exploded. Right. Um, and then, because that was the foot, it was all on my right side. So it was hmm. the foot that you break with. Okay. The doctor said that's like common when you went, when you go to break, that's um, the foot that they usually commonly see that will break. Yeah, that makes so sense. never break. Yeah, don't break. Yeah, yeah Hit the exactly. gas. <laughs> hey, Jennifer, how did your, what, uh, what caused your car accident, if you don't mind me asking? Oh, sure. No, um, it was, so it was perfect storm of, um, uh, of issues. It was icy and rainy out. I was not speeding. <laughs> I was in the middle lane, and there was, like, ponding from the side of the road, and I hit it, and my car skid, and I went right into the, the middle, uh, the median. Okay, so so how, how many brakes was it? Sorry, to go back to that, please. Sure. So I hit, so I, it, my media, the malleolus bone, the, the right. ankle bone, um, and then my right wrist. I had two breaks, the, the the arm bone and the wrist bone, and then I had two cracked vertebrae in my in um, my neck. Okay, so it sounds like seven seven breaks. Now the yeah. wrist bone's but connected sounds, to the. That sounds brutal, man. That is yeah. unbelievable. Brutal. On the, and then on top of everything, I got MRSA. Oh <laughs> my god! Oh my god! You poor And me. you got pregnant in the hospital. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> So it was, a, it was a really rough recovery, but I'm still here. I'm so glad, Jennifer, that good. you came to all that. Good for you, yeah. Jennifer. All right, yeah. thank you. I, I, have, I have a question about, she mentioned going into shock, and, and you hear about that from time to time. Yes. What, what technically does that mean? Does that mean that your... Uh, I think it's that de- your nervous system kind of shuts down. You don't feel anything. I think, in a way, it's, it's a defensive mechanism for the body. Yeah. So, so, so um, yes, I believe you instantly. I don't know what is actually happening during shock. I yeah. got it. It says shock is a critical condition brought on by the sudden drop in blood flow through the bo- through the body. Uh, shock may result from trauma. You know, everything right. that it can cause. Um, when a person is shot, in shock, his or her organs aren't getting enough blood or oxygen. Is that good? I said the blood flow has uh, has dropped significantly. Okay, interesting, because you hear about, hey, they're in shock right now. Yes. And I I, I never have really known what that means. Okay. Steve, to go back to your question from a little bit ago about uh, falling down the stairs, it's the second most common cause of death amongst uh, accidents in the United States. First is uh, car accidents, uh, and around 1 million people are treated in emergency rooms for a fall down the stairs every year, 12,000 deaths. Don't use your stairs. What's uh, number one above that? Do you uh, know? Car accidents. Car accidents. And then driving down the stairs is <laughs> yeah. yeah. Don't do that. It's another. <laughs> that just compounds. Yeah, up and down issue. the steps of the art museum. All right, all right. Here we go. I think we have a winner. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go to Tim. Uh, hi, Tim. Good morning. Hi, Grandma. Hey. Hi, Grandma. What's up, Tim? What's going on? I. <laughs> you you apparently have a, a bit of a story here. Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys remember real quick, 2017 at the Camp Out for Hunger, I came to see you guys. I was a convict TG cook-off winner. I remember, yeah, you uh, you had won our, our Golden Shiv Award, <laughs> or you were, right. you were uh, vying for it. And then I remember seeing you, you were in a motorcycle accident, I think? No. Okay. So, uh, Car accident. More, more or less, uh, I drove 70 miles an hour into the back of a park tractor trailer. <sighs> Uh, on the PA Turnpike in Salem in October 17th of 2017. 
And you were in bad shape, man. Yeah, so 72 total broken bones all in the upper. Oh, oh, oh. 72 <laughs> broken bones. Um, and in, in all that, the, the one odd, weird thing that I never knew of before was I had seven fractures in the cartilage of my Adam's apple, which I, I didn't know that you could fracture cartilage like that. Oh, my God. Um, but more or less, it was two skull fractures, both orbital sockets, uh, my nose, my jaw in two places, five vertebrae, the seven fractures in the Adam's apple, uh, both breastbones, a bunch of ribs, a uh, bunch of breaks in both my hands, fingers, arms, elbows. Do you remember, Jim, how, specifically how many um, ribs? H- how many bones? How many ribs? I- I'm sorry, you broke up. How many ribs did you break? Uh, 72 bones total. Okay. No, no, he was just asking about your ribs. Oh, ribs, I'm sorry. That's so Pizza. Horrible. I, I, four ribs total. Okay. Four ribs total. And anything in your lower body? No, and that was a weird thing. So I, I, I kind of ended up accordioned under my dashboard underneath the back of the tractor trailer, and somehow I didn't break any uh, anything below my pelvis. So, like, I, I ruptured my spleen, but no pelvis fractures, no light fractures. Did they put um, you in a uh, medically induced coma or anything like that? Oh yeah, yeah. So I was I was medevac to Temple University Hospital. I was in their surgical ICU. How many how many hours were you in surgery? You know, uh, I couldn't even tie. I had I think I had I want to say a total of three or four surgeries. I they had to put a trach in. They had to wire my jaw shut. Oh uh, hell! Re- reset my hands. So uh, I, I don't know how many hours. I don't remember the first two weeks from the day of the accident. You know, two weeks forward. Yeah, no doubt. Wow. Yeah, I mean, the, the fact that you were so traumatized, I mean, they're, I, I can't, how many bones in total in the human body? Uh, uh, 212. Yeah. yeah, that's what I thought. I think. Yeah. Uh, hey, Tim, how was your, uh, how, how did this affect your brain, man? So, obviously, I had a, a, a TBI, traumatic brain injury. Um, no, no, like, long-lasting effects is in, like, speech or anything like that. Okay. Um Obviously, I dealt with, like, nightmares and all that stuff, a lot of memory loss. Like, even to this day, there's there's things that, that I, I don't remember, like, you know, what I did yesterday, but I'll remember what I did five years ago. And, right. or, you know, I, I, I don't remember things that happened sure. right before the accident. You know what I mean? It, it, it's kind of all over with the memory, but sure. not, not as bad as, as I obviously thought it would be or the doctors or my even my parents and everything i mean wow. you, you you hear a number like that and you think there's no way this person's going to survive this but that, but you did and thank god but oh my and, and real, real quick I, I i gotta give a shout out so just real quick so I was, I was trapped in my jeep underneath this tractor trailer for 90 minutes and uh what i attribute to saving my life there's a guy named chris quinn who worked for a company right on the side of the turnpike where the accident was so I was trapped for 90 minutes. Fire department, yeah, you know, they, they couldn't get the tractor trailer off my Jeep. It was, like, pretty much seized to the Jeep. So this random guy who was watching the fire department work and all that um, kind of got frustrated that I was still trapped. And he, he walked over and he said, I have a forklift. I can pick the tractor trailer up off of that Jeep to get him out. Wow. So the state police actually let him bring a forklift down, and, and I have a picture, which is kind of cool. He's in the forklift with the tra- lifting the trailer up off of my Jeep so they can pull me out to get me out of it. <laughs> wow. What are, what are the lingering effects of something that severe, Tim? Is there anything that you feel? Because this was several years ago. Anything you still feel today? Yeah, so, I, I mean, it's, it, it's mainly my, my hands, my arms. 
um, that, you know, pain and, and like if I just bump the side of my, my right hand, which is the one that I had pins and everything in, you know, it, it, it hurts, it bruises. I lose, um, I lose circulation to my hands all the time. They go like, like real pale. I can't yeah. feel them for a while. And then with well, can... having the trach in and, and kind of rearranging my whole throat and everything, my, my voice changed drastically and, and all that. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I can imagine with all that that happened to your Adam's I mean, Come on. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a massive amount of reconstruction that was yeah. done on your body. I, I, I mean, so when I heard the Jeremy Renner 30 bones plus, I was like, oh, I don't even know how you live through that. You're, you're, you've got him by t- t- a yeah. factor of two. Yeah, and how crazy. Are you, how's life now, Tim? You doing okay? Life's a lot better now. I got a seven and a half year old son, and uh, I, he was two at the time. But but uh, he's he's my world, man. He's my right. sidekick, and life couldn't be better. All right, I'm happy to hear that. Thank you, Tim. Hey, hey, real quick, yeah. I, I got to shout out my work. Who uh, American over at Door and Dock? The day of my accident, my my boss drove down to the hospital. Uh, Joe Swope, Joey Swope, Devin Swope, and uh, they all they all sat beside me uh, for hours that day with my parents down at Temple University Hospital. Nice. This is your awesome. exit interview. Wow. Yeah. No, that's all awesome. Right. Thank you, Tim. We better get down there and give him his exit interview. Wow, man. I, that just blows my mind. Seventy-two bones Ooh. broken or seventy-two breaks. That's just insane, man. Uh, all right, we'll go to a couple more calls. We're gonna have to take a break here shortly. I'm gonna go to Donna. Hi there, Donna. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Donna? Hey, uh, my husband's a contractor, and he was down in Ocean City working on a house siding. He was up at the very peak, and he felt the scaffolding that he was on sort of bend. He knew he was going to fall. It was 25 feet in the air. Next thing you know, it dropped. He dropped all the way down, landed like a cat, fell back, and when he looked at his feet, they were both going opposite. Uh. Like, like when you're playing with your GI Joes and you bend the feet and they were sticking straight up. He's probably listening right now. His name is Mike. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So the ambulance came and got him, and the first thing they did was touch his feet, grab his feet. These oh, look weird. Let's touch them. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Mike. <laughs> he needed he needed the fixator on the one foot. I had to change the hole. He broke. Shattered both of his feet. He needed multiple oh. surgeries. He was non weight bearing for three months. Okay. And we had to put a hospital bed in our thing, and he had the triangle. In three months, he healed completely. He was wow. able wow. to. Amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. Man. He was a madman. But All yeah, right. shattered his whole foot and right. ankle. Well, thank you, Don. I appreciate it. Glad thank he's doing you. better. I, I had a buddy who I, I knew a couple of people who did construction and did uh, roof work. Yeah. And uh, a friend of ours fell off. He had a fall. fall it messed him up bad. Broke his pelvis. Uh, broke all kinds of stuff in his lower extremities. And, uh, yeah, he was laid up for a long time. And I'll bet those guys have that type of thing happen quite regularly. So I wonder if you, not that you could do anything about it, but if you're falling from a distance like that, yeah. landing directly on your feet, a la a cat, That's or do you try to tuck? What, what do you do? Or do you try to fly? <laughs> Do you flap your arms? Like the dude jumping yeah. at the Eagles game the other right. day. I mean, what's the best? There's nothing, you know, it's it's a blink yeah. of an eye and it's over. But is yeah. there is there something, if you feel you're going to be falling, 
What's the best position to fall in if you think you're going to? It's inevitable. I would think that protecting your head is going to be number one. So point that directly down. So point that straight down. And uh, no, but yeah, that's a good question, Steve. I don't know. What should you do if you're falling a great distance? What's your best bet? What's the best area to hit on? Yeah. I assume the couch. Uh, let's see. We've had a lot of people on hold for a long time, and I apologize if we don't get to you, but let's go to, well, we have another Mike who's on the line. Let me say hi to Mike. Hi, Mike. Mike, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, como estas? What's up, buddy? Hey, so I, I was living down in uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and it was a beautiful Tuesday morning. I took off work. And I went out on a bike ride uh, on my Harley, and I was sitting at a red light in between two cars. And I seen this car coming from the other side, and he and he was looking like left because he was going to try to beat the traffic. And he just kept on going straight. And I said, oh, my God, this guy's going to hit me. And I'm in between two cars on my bike. I got nowhere to go. So I lift my legs up so he wouldn't hit my legs. So he hit my shoulder square on in a, minivan, in a minivan doing about 50. Holy hell. So I broke my, I broke my um, humerus bone in the shoulder right in half. The glenoid, which is like the T of your, uh, where that your shoulder goes into. All right. That, that was totally shattered. I shattered my arm leading all the way down to my elbow and um i had to get it um totally replaced my right shoulder and my glenoid everything is totally replaced because of it wow yeah that yeah that that sucked yeah that's rough how how long was your recovery mike two and a half years two and a half years i i was out of work for two and a half years because um i work with steel Yep. I mean, I, I'm an iron worker, and they were telling me that I won't be able to do this anymore. Well, the only thing that, I mean, the only job that you could do without your shoulders would be uh, Celtic like dancing. A <laughs> or a Walmart reader there. Yeah. Telling me to fix. Right? Right. All right. Thanks, Mike. Glad you got better, man. We appreciate that. I didn't think about that. A Celtic yeah. step dancer. If you're, if you're, that's yeah. all lower that's body. That's all lower body. Yeah. yeah. All right, one more call, and those of you I didn't get to, I apologize uh, if uh, Tom and Brian want some movie passes because they've been on hold for like 20 minutes. Yeah, they're gonna uh, We have that screening a week from today for Knock at the Cabin. Nice. Uh, we can set you up with that. But this I want to go to because Kat had a fall off of a roof and tried to fall in a specific way. <laughs> Hi, Kat. You're on the air. Good morning. Hi, good morning. How are you guys? Good. All right, Kat, what's your, uh, what's your story here? So uh, I was uh, at my parents' house, and I was cleaning their gutters, and uh, I slipped and uh, had, like, a moment of, you know, oh, oh, oh no, I'm going to fall. Right. And um, so I fell off of their roof, and uh, it was a 17-foot fall, mm. and I had, like, a, it, like time stopped. And I uh, decided I was going to try to land on my feet like uh, like Black Widow, like an Avenger. <laughs> oh, like a superhero right. landing. Like a three-point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because yeah, uh, I'm not the tuck and roll type. I'm the, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So, you land with some style. Yeah. 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 So, um, so I did. I landed on my feet and kind of fell over to one side. And um, I shattered... Uh, one ankle broke broke the other pretty significantly, Oof. and uh, 
I didn't have uh, I, I had a fracture in uh, in in my leg. Um, but really, uh, other than my ankles, I just had a whole bunch of soft tissue damage that then had to be repaired, like torn tendons and yeah. uh, like muscle damage. Well, that's why the superheroes land that way because it, <laughs> you can minimize your damage. How long was yeah. the How long was the recuperation? Sorry. How long did it take to recuperate? I had so over the course of a year, I had uh, three surgeries, and uh, I was on crutches and in a wheelchair for about three months. Jeez. All right. 17 yeah. feet. Wow. Yeah, yep. Which is, it's, it's certainly a lot, but, you know, there's... Not you insane. Know, right. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Wow. But if you land on your feet, your feet take the... Your yeah, feet right. They take the brunt of it. Land right. on someone else. That's cute, Kat. We appreciate that. All right, well, <laughs> a lot of shattered bones. Uh, but uh, Jeremy Renner, 30 broken bones... Uh, it was announced yesterday how many he actually uh, walked away with damage-wise. Honestly, the fact that you're seeing him post selfies and oh. he's going to... It's just astonishing yeah. that he's doing as well as he is. But we got that beat with 72 yeah. in this uh, phone call uh, session here, which is uh, crazy. Wow. All right. Well, be careful, friends. And don't use the stairs. For no! Stop, stop using it. those dangerous they're, stairs. They're death traps. We're going to come back with the Bizarre File. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Get more from your store with Acme's Fresh Pass program and enjoy more services like unlimited free delivery on all your grocery needs. More exclusive perks like 5% off every day on your favorite O organic or open nature items across the stores and more rewards that never expire. And now enjoy a limited time offer and save up to $5 per pickup order with a Fresh Pass subscription. Start your 30-day free trial today. Visit acmemarkets.com slash freshpass for program details. Service available on select areas. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, our friend uh, Todd Glass, Philadelphia native, yes, is going to be appearing at. Uh, is he going to be at Helium Comedy Club? Yes, sir. And this is uh, February twenty third through twenty seventh. So I'm sure we'll talk to Todd between now and then. But right now, uh, he needs your help if you are an accomplished keyboard player, hmm. and he is looking for some musical accompaniment for his shows. It is a paid gig. And he's done this before. He's had little small combo bands that have been a part of his uh, his act. And he's yes. got little stabs, little musical stabs that he does throughout his show and likes to have fun with that. Uh, so he's looking to hire somebody. And we have posted on our Instagram account a little message from Todd hmm. and a way for you to respond to him if you are interested in getting a little gig. It's the 23rd through the 27th. I'm sure he's probably got a couple of shows on some of those nights. Yep. Uh, so I'm sure it'll... Pay halfway decent. Give it a shot. You know what? And who knows? Maybe he's so blown away with you that he takes you on the Todd Glass World Tour 2023. Hey, listen, he's working on some stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. I talked to him for a little while the other night, and uh, and 
He's got some uh, irons in the fire. Suit. Let's just say, uh, right, irons in the fire. So that's cool, man. He's right. his stuff cracks me up. Yep. So if if you know someone who might qualify, and obviously they they have to be <clears throat> accomplished uh, keyboard player, not a, uh, a fairly right. new person. Uh, so you gotta you gotta know Job your way sticks. around. Yeah. Won't get it done, and you've got to be able to uh, <clears throat> improvise and and work on the fly. So um, check our Instagram account. At uh, it's at Preston and Steve Show on Instagram. You'll be able to uh, jump in on that. All right, let's do the bizarre file. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Preston and Steve's bizarre. bizarre file. Keep all of your important keepsakes safe at home in a Liberty Safe. Liberty Saves of New Jersey, Route 130 in Bordentown, Route, uh, or Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Uh, LibertySavesNJ.com for more information. Uh, first story up is about a family's sea rescue mission to save a member of its crew who had gone missing for hours uh, has now taken on a whole bunch of views on TikTok. Three days ago, Priscilla Gartenmeyer posted on TikTok a video of a moment that her family spotted her missing cousin, 22-year-old Dylan Gartenmeyer, floating on a makeshift raft. In the clip, Gartenmeyer family members burst into cheers and tears when they realized that they finally found Dylan, who had gone missing for hours earlier while free diving. Oh, boy. Uh, the family says Dylan had been missing for nearly three hours as weather conditions blustered. Dylan and the uh, two friends that he'd been on a boat with decided to head back, but still the temptation to squeeze in one more splash, one out, and as Dylan put it, that's where everything started happening. Uh, this guy, by the way, can dive down 100 feet without any equipment at all. That, wow. To me, that is effing terrifying. Dylan was in a free dive at almost 35 feet when the Gulf Stream current uh, drew him out of waters uh, that were nearly 150 feet deep. Uh, for about two minutes, Dylan said he remained underwater holding his breath. So there's a current underneath there. and Sometimes you can't tell if you're in it or not. And he said, so that's how I ended up getting separated. He said they were mainly looking down, thinking that I blacked out from a lack of oxygen. When he resurfaced, Dylan says he found that he was nearly an entire mile away from his Whoa. original diving Whoa. spot. Oh so that was a fast-moving current. And swam more than a mile to reach a channel marker. Yeah, I don't know how he ended up that far away. I said I had a bunch of bait floating up around me and everything. I knew that there were big fish eating those baits and... Uh, there were sharks that were going to be shortly behind them, and I was ready to fight the night out, but I'm glad I didn't have to. At the same time, his family, who lived and spearfished in the Key West area for generations, had set out to find him. Dylan's mother, T- Tabitha, learned about his missing status over the phone. Immediately, she wants a mission to find Dylan. Neighbor surveillance video shows the moment that the Gartenmeyer family sped off down the canal and into the ocean and in search of the sun. Uh, by the time... Uh, the U.S. Coast Guard uh, was deep into their search for Dylan, uh, had sent out helicopters and boats to save him, so the Gartenmeyer crew opted to head to the last place he had been seen. Eventually, it was Joel, a friend of Dylan's, that spotted his makeshift raft of tied-together mooring bowls. Dylan had by then seen the Coast Guard in the distance, conducting their grid pattern search uh, to find him, and heard the sound of a boat coming up behind him. Uh, soon after, her family uh, pulled Dylan from the water. The Coast Guard took him. Uh, to their station and checked his vitals, and he was okay. Oh my they had this on video when they found him. So they at that sport, at the ocean, and at the boat. <laughs> uh, Could have turned out real bad, but he made it back alive, which is pretty amazing. Oh. Uh, Fort Myers, Florida police are searching for a pooping perpetrator caught on camera breaking into a Joe's Crab Shack on Saturday. Is that where he poops? Yeah, the incident happened uh, around 2.30 a.m. 
Surveillance video shows a man squeeze through a small broken window to get into the restaurant. I really have to go. Police said the alleged suspect stole several items, including alcohol, and defecated on the floor before he left. This is becoming a trend. You had a guy take a dump in a sink? I know. I mean, that's listen, you've already committed a crime. Don't uh, rub uh, salt in the wound. Yeah, they have bathrooms there. Yeah. By law, they, have, they have to have a bathroom. Uh, he also snatched a Joe's Crab Shack hat off of no. the shelf and wore it as he walked around the restaurant. You do not deserve to wear that hat. Uh, police are asking anyone who recognized the man to contact them or submit an anonymous tip to Florida Crime Stoppers. I, I think you've had four or five break-ins where they the, the, the criminal took a dump in the establishment. I just think they're so excited. <laughs> you know, it's like a kid when they go uh, to a... Uh, I have to make poops. Yeah, they just they can't help themselves. Look at me. Uh, a performer at Universal Studios Hollywood remains hospitalized after a stunt accident on the set of the Waterworld show I'm yesterday. Surprised that thing is still going on. Yesterday, yeah, me too. It's uh, the movies. It was a bomb, and it yeah. was a bomb years ago. Been gone for a long time. Uh, it happened during an afternoon performance on Monday. Initial calls reported a possible drowning. A spokesperson said our thoughts are with him as he receives care. Details surrounding the event are being reviewed. Daisy uh, Anguano, who was one of the guests watching the show, said the performer was on one of the towers and as part of the act fell into the water. And she was like, oh, my God, uh, something or someone might be drowning and it might be the person that just did the drop. Did something happen? And Anguano captured the dramatic scene on her cell phone saying it happened during the scene of the show when the villain catches fire and falls into the water near the big finale. And Guano said that she saw a cast member run up, uh, grab a life preserver. Her video showed several people pulling the performer uh, to an area behind the scenes. Uh, She said that uh, he was unconscious while they were dragging him out of the water. So that is not good. No. Uh, The show was ultimately canceled. Guests were escorted out. She said that uh, she attends Universal Studios Hollywood every Monday and said she never expected something so traumatic to happen during her favorite show. I'm surprised the Waterworld exhibit is still a draw. Uh, the condition of the performer remains unknown. Well, anything with stunts yeah, is going to yeah. draw people, so they'll see explosions and, and hear stuff. The movie you know, stunk, so but this was cool. I'll go check it out. Yeah. A British girl has won a settlement of $48.3 million after doctors amputated all of her limbs following a wrongful discharge from a hospital. Oh, my God. Lawyers for the unnamed girl said her parents took her to uh, Frimley Park Hospital in Surrey, Southeast England, with a high fever, drowsiness, and vomiting. These symptoms are red flags for meningitis and sepsis, but doctors sent her home uh, with some acetafetamine. Okay. Yeah. Uh, her parents returned to the hospital when her condition worsened, and doctors diagnosed her with uh, meningococcal sepsis. Uh, she later experienced multi-organ failure. Uh, the severity of her sepsis led her to needing the quadruple limb amputation. She it's had a freaking the, nightmare. Uh, she had uh, above knee amputation amputations on both legs and below elbow amputations of her arms. So they basically sent her home with like Tylenol, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, the family argued that if doctors had immediately treated her with antibiotics, she would not have been so ill and might have kept her limbs. Hospital trust committed liability at the court. Uh, the girl received part of the settlement in a lump sum and received the remainder annually for the rest of her life. What kind of money is worth that, you know? Yeah. None. All right, and then uh, uh, one final story. I love this a happy one. one. For 14 years, yoga instructor uh, Anna Margaret Sanchez has taught a free community class at Legion Park in Miami's Upper East Side neighborhood. The attendance is usually topping 100 regulars and braved hurricane watches and COVID-19 lockdowns and so on. And they live stream this yoga class. 
Uh, the first Saturday of 2023 drew a large crowd. The weather was lovely. Sanchez uh, said... Uh, don't forget to look up the beautiful trees and in the beautiful sky while the class was going on. It proceeded as usual for 47 minutes. Breathing exercises, upward and downward dog, the warrior. Sanchez concluded by instructed yogis to roll in their backs, lift their hips, and begin to look inward. And it was ended a series of noises, tree branches, rustling, a loud thud, a cacophony of gasps ensued. And uh, Sanchez could heard me saying, guys, I think we're going to have to close the class. <laughs> I'm going to take care of someone who just had an iguana drop on their face. What? <laughs> hey, it happens. Uh, that someone would be Michael. And as Michael tells it, one moment he's relaxed on his back with his shade hat covering his face, preparing for the final pose. And next thing he knows, he's in excruciating pain, bleeding and unable to open his eyes. He said, I didn't see it coming. It felt like a sandbag hit me in the face. <laughs> The first thing that went through my head was it must have been a coconut, but there are no coconut trees. And then I thought maybe the guy next to me hit me. But, I mean, we're in a yoga class, and it's calm and peaceful. Why would the guy hit me? Nearby yogis who had their eyes open at the fateful moment would later inform Michael that his assailant was a green iguana, which they thought may have weighed around 20 pounds. That's, uh, that's yeah. substantial falling from a tree. Uh, though iguanas are locally and nationally famed for lapsing into temporary paralysis and falling from high places when ambient temperatures drop below 50 degrees, witnesses reported this particular specimen had been dueling with a larger iguana uh-huh. on a branch about 25 feet off the so ground. He pushed him out of the tree. Sanchez said, there's a giant iguana that is the king of the frickin' park, and I've seen it chase yoga. the squirrels. Uh, and I guess it must have lost its footing and fell onto this man's face. Oh, man. Uh, though Michael was in a lot of pain, his eye had swollen shut, and he was bleeding from his nose and lip. Uh, paramedics happened to be uh, nearby at the farmer's market. Um, they came over. They took Michael's vitals and checked his pupils, assured that he was fine. He declined emergency transport to the hospital. A fellow yogi offered him an anti-inflammatory tea. Oh, lovely. As he and Sanchez. Get me a bandage. Waited for Michael's wife to drive him home. Would you but like some celestial seasonings tea? I <laughs> not. Oh, but for an ambulance, you dumbass. Uh, they weren't expecting a 20-pound iguana to what fall to the iguana? face. They didn't say. Nobody tended to the iguana. I no tea for the iguana? I'm guessing he just scampered out of there. I could have some of that tea, too, because I'm a little hurt. He went about his way. So there you go. I love that story. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Come back in a moment or two. Don't forget a little bit later on this morning, Mr. Toure is going to be here. He's performing at Punchline, and he's great. So we'll talk to him in a little bit. Take a break. Come back in a second. Stay with us. The best rock in Philadelphia with MMR's Local Shops. Hear and see more now at WMMR.com. Keyword, Local Shops. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks, Philly. Before we dive into anything, a quick shout out, if you don't mind. Uh, this is from David Jameson. He says, my wife, Jessica, loves your show. Listens every morning. Her birthday is Monday, so it was yesterday. Uh-huh. And I was hoping you could give her a very happy birthday shout-out during your show after 8.30 a.m. So I got that part right. It's 8.33. Uh, and it's from David and uh, Elena, her daughter, with so much love. So there you go. It's a short and happy birthday to you. Uh, there was an article that, um, a couple of articles uh, that I saw. Actually, Steve sent me one a little while back, and this kind of ties into it. I saw something from uh, Yahoo News this morning. 
uh, that uh, there are more rants on social media about people complaining about uh, tip requests at drive-thrus. Yeah, I've seen this. And others say they're tired of being asked to leave a gratuity for a muffin or a simple cup of coffee at their neighborhood bakery. And more businesses are starting to adopt the digital payment method. And customers are automatically being prompted to leave a gratuity, many times as high as 30% at places that they normally wouldn't. Yeah, I got nabs on that. Um, it was, like, automatically put in for, um, yeah, for, like, I think it was 15, no, it was 20%. Um, and so I w- was buying a bunch of stuff, and it was not a place where I would have normally tipped at right. all. And so, and I was like, God, that was a little more than, than I thought. And I looked at it, and it was it was automatically in there. Now, I could have selected zero, but I didn't see that, like, the, the 20% had had been checked off. Like, that was the default, was so the, the check off 20. So the, it, it, it's already locked. Locked in. It, it was, and, I and could have you, changed it, right. but I didn't know that the lock-in was be the other way. 20. Right. It should be zero, and you can opt in to do now. And Correct. That's and fine. the place that I went to was always like that, but it recently changed. Uh-huh. Is it food? Uh, it is... Um, it, yeah, it you... can be. Yeah, it's, it's a couple of different things. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to say where it is. All right. No, it's okay. I was just curious if it was, if it was a non-traditional... Like, I think of restaurants mainly as where you're yeah, going to no. tip. Right. Um, it wasn't a tip place. Okay. It was cold. Traditionally. <laughs> I, f- I feel like everywhere is asking for tips now. No. Really? I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I mean, anything. I'm joking, but not not like uh, departments, regular other stores. No, but. Anything with it where there's a more accustomed to a service interaction, right? Whether it be mm-hmm. a muffin at a counter or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, but that's, it hasn't gone past that. No, has not it? like, a, you know, yeah, like a hardware being... store. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What's this but, thing worth you? But why not? Why not? Yeah. I mean, why, is it, why is it just food? Why? Yeah. Why is it so different? I guess with most food in the service industry, like uh, many of the people that work in the service industry are reliant on tips. Right. Whereas you have a salary or an hourly income if you're working in a hardware store, perhaps that's the reasoning. Um, What I've never gotten any guidance on is what is an appropriate tip for takeout? Is a a tip appropriate for takeout? I I get sushi at a place that I really like, and I kind of hover around like 10 or 15% there. But I don't know if that's good or I'll not. I guarantee you, there are people who don't tip uh, on on take. I think yeah. if you, I think if you uh, put the I effort, didn't, I didn't used to. Yeah, yeah. And but, I, I've changed over the last few years. You know when I started doing it was the pandemic. Yeah. Because I felt like during the pandemic there weren't they weren't getting many tips during because mm-hmm. were, people weren't in the restaurant. So for takeout, I was like, okay, I'll do this now. Uh, but we're kind of out of the pandemic now. So like, is it still? I don't know. I don't know what it's appropriate or not. Well, who gets the tip? Right? Is it the hostess? Oh. You know, because I know when I was a, a waiter. The, the wait staff would have to take care, like if there was a phone call, and it didn't happen all that often where I worked, but if there was a takeout order, one of the, the servers had to take that order. So if the server is taking that order and, and, and all that, then I would say, yeah, you tip that person because they're not making that hourly wage. A lot of times it's a bartender. Uh, if there's a bar at a restaurant, you pick up your, your uh-huh. to-go at the, at the bar, and I guess the bartender gets that. But, um, yeah, it's, I mean... It's not a it's not a twenty percent tip, I right? I don't know. I don't no. think so. I know because so. generally, if you're at, at a restaurant and you're getting service, they're they're tending to you. You're tipping right. the and server, tipping the not, server the, not the chef in the back. Yeah, right. they're putting a couple of plates in a bag, and that's it. And I, I don't want to discount or no, dismiss but what you're doing, but it is different. It is I have very very different. Crazy parameters when it comes to this. I know you not, do. But, <laughs> I, but I would yeah. I would say this: from the, there is a difference from being served at a table. To someone, you know, collecting up stuff and putting it in a bag, and so that I think that would be a percentage. You still tip, but a percentage less. Not as you would tip a 
a waiter or a waitress who had spent an hour and a half right, right. with right. a meal, yeah. that seems right. And several people don't tip at all on takeout, and I don't <clears> think <throat> that that's wrong either. Like, I think it's nope. nice to do it, but I don't think that you're... I think you can do yeah. what you feel is, is correct. Yeah. I, in my case, I, I will, but, but I completely understand not. When I was a server, uh, uh, serving tables... Uh, I expected 20%, right? Uh, but if I did a takeout, if I did or didn't get a tip, and if my tip was way less than 20%, it didn't, like, it didn't ruin my night. You know, it all comes Because it really was just kind of like a drop in the bucket as far as my time was concerned. And quality of service. All that stuff comes in into play. <clears throat> if you're getting, like, even, like, if I get food delivery to, to the home, you know, stuff arrives intact, in and it's, they're pleasant when they get there. You want to, you know, you take care of them. Um, so what about delivery? What do you tip the delivery driver? Are you tipping 20% or are you just throwing them a five? I'd throw them a five or something like that. Yeah. I, yeah. I Well, like for me, it's depending on the, you know, I, again, I'll take myself out of the mix on this, but I'll, I'll say this. Um, like if it's inclement weather and stuff like that, I, I, I throw yeah, more on. A little yeah. more, yeah. Okay. I think yeah, this, I can see that. This listener nailed it with you, Steve. Steve takes uh, tips 95% on takeout and 120% on diets. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, by the way, yeah. uh, speaking of of, of tipping, uh, the article that Stephen sent me a little while because about uh, tipping around the world, and <clears> it, <throat> it came to sort of a shock, Preston, years ago. You know, we started to travel outside of the country. I remember when we first went to Ireland, um, you know, for the Guinness Pub giveaway. Uh, they they made it clear that that was a borderline insult. Yes, to tip, yeah. And, yeah. and that's the last thing you want to do is insult someone. Yep. But, wow, okay. Yeah, except it. now they just see, they're like, oh, they're American. They're going to leave extra money. Yeah, I guess so. Probably. So, by the way, uh, Australia and Japan, uh, tips are not required. Um, and expectations of anywhere in the world about tipping right here in the U.S. Mm. That's where people expect the most. Uh, in the U.S., a 20% tip is standard when visiting a restaurant, whereas in the U.K., Germany, and Netherlands, uh, they tend to be around 5 to 10%. Huh. Um, and using uh, they used uh, TripAdvisor's uh, tipping guide to come up with these metrics. Every when I'm down the shore uh, in the summer, every single Friday, I order the same thing from the same place. And uh, again, Nick, it's like uh, all right, uh, like five bucks or something like that. But I have noticed, Steve, that. Uh, progressively, there's less and less meat on my sandwich. Like uh-huh. it, it's getting, it is getting smaller. There's not, my and, meat. That's not cool. And <laughs> the sandwich is getting more expensive. Uh, yeah, and which I understand the, the you know the, the supply chain issues and, and inflation. What do they call it? Inflation. But yeah, yeah. But I'm getting less on my sandwich. They're they're charging more. And am I expected to then tip the same, even though I'm getting less? Well, and I'm doing technically all the work. Have you raised the issue? No. No. Okay, yeah. Why would I do that? Where is yeah. this? It's down the shore. It's okay. the same place I go to every Friday. Okay. I think you can say, listen, I'm just curious as to why you're robbing me. <laughs> <laughs> but you're technically doing all the work. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm the one driving or, or, or going to the store. Oh. You know, all they're doing is hey, just, you know, putting stuff in a bag. Hey, and- if, if you'd rather not, you know, uh, cover something like that face-to-face, you just send an email to them or something yeah. like that. I mean, literally, just say, hey, I've noticed this over the past couple of years. I'm paying more. I'm getting less. Go and- on Yelp and say you found a dead cat in your sandwich. <laughs> you could do that, too. That is an option. Yeah. Uh, also worsening matters for U.S. consumers is the rise of digital payment systems on tablets that play into guilt. 
Yeah. An embarrassment yeah. by offering larger suggested tips in situations and establishments where tipping was not customary in the past. Especially when they turn it around on your ass. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and, and yeah. Nick, I've had uh, just recently, it was a food truck, so it wasn't that big of a deal. I, I was, ex- you know, going to leave a tip anyway, but they turned it around. He was like, would you like to leave a tip? So now you're th- they're asking you, wow. and I was like... Oh, I'm like, well, well, yeah, of course. Consider how that. Consider if you were if you were uh, out at a restaurant and, and the the um, two bills were brought, one that is the actual bill for the meal, and then your tip bill. Here's here's a tip bill if you'd like to leave a tip. That's to me. That's that's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. And I and I am I am a generous tipper, but I would not. Um, to me, that's. That you don't the anticipation of, or the forced anticipation yeah. of it. I think is a little. Is a little wonky. It was a little forward. Yeah. I was like, oh, sure. I think it'd be better if they just made enough money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've seen different arguments on this. One of which is that uh, there are, there's a camp in the server community that um, likes sort of the incentive of of tipping. If you're a really good server, you're going to get tipped well in theory and make more money as a result. If you are, uh, if there's if they're just the salary based, um, and that's how you make your money. There's less incentive to be a good server, and therefore um, service would suffer. I talked to there was a we used to go to a chop uh, chops right there was yeah, no yeah, yeah. and a, a couple when that um, dissolved that restaurant went away. A couple of the servers from there went to restaurants in Maniunk, and I was talking to one of the gentlemen, and he talked about his. Um, his ability to just destroy with tips because yeah. he was Johnny on the spot, remembered what you had the last time. Would you like this? All that stuff had the thing going and was was making a ton. And and yet I hear on the other side too, you know, that people just say, well, you know, what what if I, I'm I'm doing a decent job, but I'm not yeah. a razzle dazzle kind of guy like that guy. Wouldn't it be great if it was customary for the server to come over to your table and then go? So how did I do? Yeah. yeah. Well, they, they'll write it sometimes, yeah. right? How did I do? Yeah. Tell me, please, and how much was it worth to you? And what about, like, the high-end restaurants? Um, are those, uh, is that wait staff paid more? You know, because it seems like they're more, it's more career-oriented. Right. You, you could, yes, you could be a, that can be an absolute career. My my wife, um, not that it was her career, but for a number of years, was a, a server at a at a popular, you know, family uh, a banquet sort of place on Long Island that was very popular, and and you know sometimes it would look like she was a drug dealer when she came home at the end of the night from yeah. tips. Yeah, that you know you can get into a good situation. Uh, this article says when dining in Europe restaurants, it is the uh, in restaurants in European restaurants. I'm sorry, it is the norm that a tip is given using spare coins or by increasing payment to the nearest round number. Here's a paperclip. In many restaurants in countries such as the U.K. and France, a 10 or 12% optional service charge is included in the bill. In many Mediterranean countries, an optional 10% is typically added. Mm -hmm. In the U.S., however, the tip is added on by the consumer and usually thought of as a fixed percentage, and that percentage has been on the rise. In the early 1970s, tips rose from 10 to 15% at finer establishments. And it has been increasing ever since. Recent changes, according to uh, the New Jersey State Policy Lab in Rutgers, uh, were triggered by the rise of uh, recommended tips on electronic screens and the pandemic. And some of those machines have restaurant owners asking uh, for as much as 30 or 35 percent machines... Uh, inviting customers to pay a tip are also becoming common in establishments where tips weren't expected before, like coffee shops and bakeries as well. So what is the, um, I'm going to check here on um, on the, the uh, caviar, uh, which I use. 
uh, what their lowest tip so is. So I just did, I did Grubhub, I think. And what was their lowest tip well, it, amount? It, it automatically percentage. put in 20%. There was 15%, and then you could do other. Okay. And then there was more, too. Uh, so similar trends can be seen among uh, tipping expectations of hotel staff. Uh, where in Australia, Japan, Norway, and Sweden, no tips are expected. Uh, but in the U.S. and Canada, the highest tips are expected to uh, expected a flat two to five dollars. So you leave for the uh, the the, the let, cleaning uh, crew. Let me ask you this: So if you're if you're a valet parking a car, you're going into a hotel. The person who takes your car and drives it away. Uh, is very often not the same person who returns I, it back. What do you do? I right. I, I, it evens out. They got a bunch of people working there. They're all j- taking okay. turns. They all they're all taking. No, but I'm saying they're they're going to park about the same amount of cars each person. Right. Is. Yeah. So I just tip the person who brings it back. Right. You know what I mean? Which it's is gonna, standard. Yeah. It's going to be. Yes, they're you're, used you're to gonna, that. Yeah. You're. It's making the rounds. I give everybody a, evens out a gold bar to the guy close. who drives it away, and then I give regular cash to the guy. Who really? Yeah, yeah, to yeah, the guy who drives yeah, it away. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because you want to keep it safe. I just want to keep. Safe. Yeah. I was with a, a friend, and we went to uh, a hotel, and we had to we had to uh, valet. There was an event there, and so um, we really liked the guy that parked the car, and we were like, oh, we, we you know we hope he, he goes and gets the car and whatever and he wasn't and so she was like but i still want to give him a tip too and i was like right. all right fine you tip the guy that brings the car i'll because we they were there you know they right, were right, yeah. just running cars i was like i'll go grab the other guy so we both gave like 20 dollar tips each guy and she goes did you give it to that guy and she pointed over i go no i gave it to that guy she's like that's not the guy that parked your car I'm like, well, do we have another 20 is hitting on me <laughs> Uh, I'm going to go to Janelle, and she works uh, at Outback. Hi, Janelle. Good morning. Hi, how are you? Hey, good. What's up, Janelle? So I worked at Outback. Oh, it's been a while, but when I worked takeaway there. um, So we'd actually have a team um, in the kitchen. You'd have someone packing hot food, someone packing uh, salads, things like that, and then people on the phones, and then someone running in and out. So we'd have a whole team. So when we would get tipped out at the end of the night, you'd get tipped out based on, you know, your shift and whatnot, how many people are working. Um, but we would have, you know, they'd throw the food onto the stand. We would box it up like you'd plate it up. So it's more involved, at least it was then, right. um, than just throwing a box in a bag, which I, you know, understand. But even now seeing people like at takeout restaurants, you know, we still over tip just because it's the norm. Because that's what, you know, I was used to and I had worked there. Um, but seeing like, you know, we'll go out and get to go and people won't tip, you know, enough according to me. And I'm like, no, throw them another five. Or like, <laughs> throw it on top. I'm like, I know what they're doing back there. Now, so you're saying there's a lot more involved than just uh, you, you put it in a bag and that's it. You're actually, you know, um, setting things up and it's, it's a little bit. Would, would you, would you agree? Part, especially in a restaurant. Yeah. Would you agree, Janelle, that you, and now while you would tip someone who is involved in the takeout process, it's not it's not the same as a waitress who's waiting on your table or a waiter while you're having a whole meal and serving everybody. The, the, the percentage of the tip could be or, or, or is probably a little bit lower than the in-restaurant dining experience. Does that yeah, make sense? exactly. Okay. If you still want to do the 20%, great. But if you want to throw people a couple bucks, you know, on a $40 bill, then it's going to be appreciated either way. All so right. All right. Well, that's good to know. to the face when you get nothing and you're like, I know you don't know what's going on back here, but. <laughs> no, I hear you. Yeah, and it makes sense. I, I, yeah, especially since a lot of the stuff, they'll, they'll include all the. Uh, I mean, we order from some places. Thanks, Janelle. Preston, where you get an entire line of silverware. I mean, they give you so much stuff. And I literally had to request these places. We don't need that. You right. don't need to put that in the bag. 
What about when you order ahead and they tell you, all right, it's going to be, I don't know, 15 minutes. You show up in 15 minutes and then they make you wait another 15 minutes. Like, do does that uh, inform your tip for takeout as well? If um, they think they want to keep you there because they think you're hot. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Then, then no, no. You, you shouldn't uh, lessen oh. the tip. Oh, really? Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I, I got so honked off uh, <laughs> last summer. Honked you like off. that term, honked <laughs> off? Yeah. I ordered a pizza down the shore <laughs> from a pizza place that everybody knows. Have you told this story? Uh, I, I made a because this, this one really rocked your world. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they told me half hour. Yeah, and I showed up in a half an hour, and then I waited for a half an hour, and I was Did- like. What in the actual crap is going on right now? Like I could have just come I'm here. Ordered, kill you. I could have come here and ordered my pizza yeah. and and gotten it in fifteen minutes. But instead, I'm here in a half an hour, like you told me. Do they have a sauce thing? It goes. Bleh, 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 bleh. They do. Okay. Oh, they do. You know what that is. And but then the other thing is, is like okay, then okay, this is going to sound very very egotistical, right? Okay. But I, but I can't. Okay. Then. I can't react and act the way I want because I represent this radio station and right. radio station. Do you know that. what I mean? Blaming us. Yeah. Why don't you keep a fake beard in the car? Well, but, you know, because like, oh, then it'll go like, oh, dude, did you hear like freaking Macy from Preston and Steve was like such a little such bitch a about jerk. this? Yes, yes right? Too. My name is John Smith. <laughs> Uh, no, I know. No, it's like when I almost threw down with that guy in the Wawa parking lot. <laughs> right? Because, was it over this story? No, no, no. Buddy, no, come here. I want to tell you about a pizza. Yo, you don't have time to listen to my pizza story. Mm-hmm. Wait, the place where uh, you had to wait, that wasn't the same place that's been shorting you on the meat, is it? No, 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 no. no different oh, place. It's time for a little arson now. Different place. Yeah, those guys are going to burn them to the ground. <laughs> but I'm burning that to... mother down. <laughs> the meat. Fire! The meat is so good at that place. Yeah. I mean, it's it's something like I go, I get down the shore, I ride my bike, and I fantasize. I'm like, I dude, can't, I can't oh, wait to have your meat in my mouth. Oh, I am I going you. to earn every bit of this meat that I'm going to eat a little bit later on. And I and I and it's my it's my Friday night. It's my regular Friday night thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, meatflation. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, we'll not say it on air, but it is uh, it's my favorite roast pork. We Diamond understand work. why you would not want to, um, uh, you know, uh, <laughs> Casey, if representing the show, do something that'd be too volatile. But but you can also, you I think you can at a certain point say, I'm just curious. Does it benefit me to call ahead yeah. on the pizza? Or oh, come on. you're wasting my time. You have to wait for your food. Like it's not. No, he, like he's saying, if if he waited a half hour, I think they and were they told busy. Him a half hour, right, but if he comes in and he waits an additional half hour. Oh, well, all right. If you're right. waiting an hour, fine. Right. But that, like to me, now if it's ten minutes, it's, I got it. Yeah, That's, if they tell you fifteen minutes, you get there, you got to wait another fifteen. Like it's a busy restaurant. What do you? Or like, was it busy that night? Uh, listen, I'm telling you this. If I would have just showed up to the right. pizza place without ordering. Order the pizza right at the counter. It would have come out quicker than had I. There was a than mistake. What I did. Yeah. It sounds like there was a mistake, and they and <clears throat> an apology will go a long way yeah. if they realize their mistake. I and think. I don't. I don't think they would. Also, they would if you present it the right way. They would certainly appreciate if if there's something that is perhaps not operating the, as well as it could be, or at least to understand that with some customers it might be an issue if they place an order. And have to wait that equal amount of time when they get there. Just lead with the phrase, do you know why? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait, did he write down the name of the meat situation? Yeah, he did. Can yeah. I see it? Because I, if I... I threw it away. Oh, do I know uh, who it is? No. No, no, oh, no. No, no, Because oh. it's Tim Wildwood. Um, oh, oh, and okay. You okay, don't... Because um, what I was going to say is if you know the us. people, like, just, like... Because I thought it was a different place, but you could Can say, like, hey, what, like, what's going on? Can up I here? talk to you out back? 
No, just ask what's up. Do you know like... that in the Poconos they got flying squirrels? <laughs> you brought me out here for that? Why didn't yeah. anybody else to hear? <laughs> and your meat. <laughs> is, the, is the meat situation a good band name? Because I kind of like the it. The meat situation. <laughs> hey, you know what? Before Keenan's, I'll take you to the meat place. Yeah? I, yeah, it's good, man. I want to go. Why? Yeah. So you're going to get short change yeah. on the meat. <laughs> So if you want a place that serves you less than you deserve, <laughs> I've got a great place for you. Uh, I'm going to go to some calls here. I have Anna on the line. Anna, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Anna? So I work three gig jobs. So I do Instacart, Uber Eats, and Ship. Okay. So Instacart, you shop like grocery shop for these people. And I live in the same area as Steve, and you'd be surprised how many people don't tip. Mm. So many people. Like, like when you drop off? Yes, I'm doing like your whole grocery shopping, or they'll tip like two dollars. Like, I see. I've, I've never used Instacart. Is there an option to tip at checkout? You have to go stand in. Exactly. I'm standing okay. in line. I'm picking out all your groceries. I'm going to the deli counter. I'm standing in line, and I get two dollars. So, uh, as a gig worker, that's part of the deal. Your your tips actually define. That's the bulk of your earning. Correct. Absolutely. Okay, so uh, see that you're you're very active in the act. You're the whole reason they're able to acquire their groceries, and you'll say people would just you know, people can be dicks sometimes, and then they don't tip at all. Yeah, on Christmas Eve, I had Target shop, and it was really cold and really windy on Christmas Eve, and people wanted like seasonal things that you had to like really hunt for because Target had been picked over. No tip. Wow. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, listen, you can't. They work hard, man. I used yeah. Instacart uh, throughout the pandemic, especially Thanks, that Anna. first year. And, and uh, they're, they're the ones that were going to the grocery store when a lot of people were afraid to go out at all and hunting down for the specific type of spinach that you want or whatever. Like, they, that, that's hard work, and they deserve to be tipped well. I see people hustling. I mean, again, the people that come, sometimes you're, you're, you're just, uh, let me just order through, through uh, Uber Eats or whatever. Yeah. And you, they'll show up, and there'll be smiles, and they'll be, how are you? You know, and, and this don't you and this wish like, on the on the gig economy you could hire the same person over and over again? Like I, I wish, like for Instacart or for Uber Eats or any of those things. Like I, I knew that this person did a great job. I would love to continue to tip that. And person. they're hustling, and yeah. just, I, so I have uh, occasionally I'll have the same people come to the That's house cool. and make sure they're taken care of. I've mistakenly asked the Instacart people like where something is at a store, and yeah. a couple of times <laughs> the, they were like, "Try aisle, whatever." I'm like, "Try like you work here, don't?" You know? And then I realized <laughs> nope. they were the Instacart people. They I don't work there. here. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Um, Have you ever heard the news on the Preston and Steve show? I want to go to Daryl real quick here because uh, he saw tipping in an odd place. Hey, Daryl. Good morning. Hey, good morning, hey guys. Good morning, hey, Bob. What's up? Hey, no, the weirdest place I ever saw anybody ask me more for a tip was at a concert. I went to the merch table, spent way too much money for a T-shirt. Yeah. They flipped the little thing around. It says tip 20%, 30%. I said, are you nuts? Yeah. Uh, you know what? You're right. I, I, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I hit no tip because that, to me, has never been a place to tip. Yeah. And I'm no, also paying you're, you're $40 paying for a T-shirt. Yeah, you're, you're paying, yeah. You're paying yeah. well yeah. over what you should be paying for the merch to begin with. Yeah. Yep. And so, so is Thanks, that Darryl. the person? The people running those booths are uh, well, they're salaried, right? They're, they're not. Yeah, they're, yeah, not, no they're, not, salaried, they're not working on tips. Well, no, and I think not. a lot of times is the system that they use. Yes. It comes automatically in there. There's there has to be an option to take it off, or or maybe it's an option to put it in. And they're like, hey, let's just leave it in there and see yeah. what happens. But yeah. Yeah. that that's that system. So at least on, on a certain level, make sure that you look at what you're signing or what if you're interacting digitally. 
And if it's enabled and you don't feel that it is a, a tippable thing, don't feel compelled to do it or don't feel extorted to do it. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, we're going to go to Bruce because he's a former valet and he can explain a little bit of that. Hey, Bruce, good morning. God, Zeus, I got three testicles. Oh, oh man. man. You and awesome. Gary need to get together. <laughs> What's up, Bruce? Uh, well, I used to be, actually, I did a valet for you guys for your uh, calendar release. Party. Oh, this is a paintball geo party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the guy All with right. the tattoo? Yeah. So, yeah, how, how that breaks down when, when we get tipped, some people will tip $5, $2, $3 every once in a while. We get a real, somebody wants to show off and they'll tip us 20 but. At the end of the night, we all put it together and we split the pot evenly. Okay. Do, all right. Do, do, okay. And is, is, that the, is that the norm, Bruce? What's that? Is that the norm with valets? Do you believe that they all pull yeah, the tips? Yeah, that's that's pretty much the norm. Um, there are, every once in a while, like uh, when you get like a $20 tip, you'll find some douchebag that'll pocket that $20 and not get mm-hmm. anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not happening. But they're out there. Uh, <laughs> that's few and far between. But, yeah, at the end of the night, we all wind up splitting it. Well, it's it's funny because that conundrum of, you know, the, the guy who's taking the car away is, is working just as much as the guy who's bringing the car back. Yep. And I'm like, well... Uh, well you're some guys are hustling more than others, though, too. So Right, right, right. 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 Thanks, Bruce. Good to hear from you, man. Yeah, good to hear from you guys, man. Take right. it easy. Take care. We'll see you. Uh, This is interesting. Um, This is a a person who wrote this article said, uh, anything paid to the digital interface, when they flip that thing around, says, you know, tip 10, 20, 30, whatever percent, um, goes directly to the company's account. And it is up to the company and any contract they have in a place that would determine how much of that money, if any at all, gets shared with the server or the employee. So there's quite possibly, and it is not without precedent, that... um, Companies could be pocketing that money and Possibly. not passing it down. So maybe if you do feel compelled to tip, um, in do a situation, give it to it in cash. I usually do. I'll tell you what is what is a brilliant thing to do. Oh man, what is the name of this place? Uh, Capano's or something. It's it's a, a sandwich joint in Lou uh, Turks in Royersford. It is not Lou Turks, <laughs> but they have the they have the tip option on the uh, on the little you know uh, pay uh, the kiosk thing. Right, right. And when you tip. Uh, everybody goes, woo! Oh, like that. Nice. Or, they, or they go, hey, thank you. They clap. I'm like, that's just smart. Yeah. That's yeah. just flat out smart because yeah. sometimes it's kind of nice to get that little reaction. Yeah. Do you get it's, booed if you don't appreciate tip? it? Boo. boo. You suck. suck. You, you, you ugly looking. No, you prick. just hear the guy working the, uh, on the fryer go, <laughs> <laughs> like that. All right. Do you ever, in New Jersey, do you ever tip the gas attendant? Um, I don't. Never. I've asked them before, and they said don't tip, and so I, you know, I've done that in the past, so I, I don't tip them. I know honest, that they'll probably accept it, but, you know. I can't remember. The, I think I broke protocol the last time I got gas in Jersey and pumped my own at a Wawa. <laughs> and, and, but I did. Yeah. Don't come, like, sometimes they'll come running out. Hey! <laughs> if you start doing it yourself. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I've forgotten, you know, a couple times. You I just pull two. up if they're not yeah. out there. You just, you know, I'm not really thinking, and <laughs> they came like running over. I was like, yeah. oh. Uh, let me go to one last call. We got to take a break in a moment. I'm going to go to Michelle. Hey, Michelle. Hey guys, how you doing? Great. What's up, Michelle? I <clears throat> just wanted to talk to you about tipping. I was a waitress for 15 years, and if it wasn't for the tips, I wouldn't be where I'm at right now. Retired. Okay. Okay. Nice. okay. And Kat, I got to weigh in last week. I tried getting in. You're right on with the split in the check. You always get stuck putting. More tip. We don't go out with people anymore because of that reason. <laughs> All right. we, were just, we were just out Sunday, first time in weeks, bowling. 
I take 30% at the bar. And we just had some appetizers. But here's what I'm getting at. We went to uh, Tahiti for a 10-year anniversary many moons ago. Uh-huh. And I didn't realize that the French get insulted when you tip them. Yes. So I t- was tipping a pretty French girl breakfast, which all she gave me was coffee, and we got her own food. And she got so insulted. I said, it's no big deal. Just go buy yourself a new pair of shoes. Aww. Because <laughs> the ones you're wearing look horrible. Yeah. I, you I, look no, like a Maybe bum. that's why she was insulted. Because your footwear is disgusting. But I was, in, I was, in, I didn't know. But the Polynesian people, oh my God, they love me because I was tipping them for like because you did boat in, boat out. I was trying to jump on a boat. I was tipping hey. the boat guy. Boat in, boat out. Boat in, boat out. Yeah. I'm on vacation you with you. That big guy. Yeah, with Michelle is probably fun. <laughs> you know what? The, the tipping, I, I was at a pizza place a couple weeks ago up in Easton. Yeah. I, they wanted a tip for wings that they just handed to me. I did tip the guy because I kind of know the owner there. But I was like, the one time I tipped, I didn't get ketchup. I didn't get napkins. I didn't realize so after I tipped, so the next time I didn't tip. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> and you just handed me this stuff. Well, as Preston was saying, uh, where the United States is known as the as the most tip-tastic country in the world. Yeah, I know it's yeah. ridiculous, but you know what, Casey? I love you. You're great. Aww. You're no dummy. I love your stories, Casey. Okay. You're no dummy. You're no dummy. No dummy. I Michelle, in all your, in all, everyone says that. Michelle, in all, in all your travels, what's your what's your favorite place that you've been to? We've been to Hawaii because I go out there and catch blue marlin. I'm, I'm a big fish person. You're you know, a deep sea fisherman? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. my husband and I, we've been to Hawaii twice. Um, I First time we were out there on honeymoon, I caught 101 and a half pound marlin, blue marlin. <laughs> and it was just, it was, it weighed, the guy said, oh, it's 120 pounds. I said, oh my God, it weighs more than me. Here it turned out, the biggest one that day was 784 Whoa. pounds. Wow. And I have caught a seven foot spearfish. Wow. The next time I went out, and it's just, my husband and I, we like to do our own thing. We get a captain and mate, and him and I, and I'm always first in the chair. When I had this separate, I said to um, Jeff, I said, what's out here? He says, oh, there's spearfish, but you won't, well, you know what? I hooked on the spearfish, and it was throwing me around, and I'm in a jacket tied in. Like you said, that I fell into the water. Yeah, yeah. 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 You're, you're just stupid, first of all. <laughs> yeah, stupid. He, he's a dummy. And then um, here, um, I said, you know what? I'm not proud. I know I can catch fish. Somebody better jump in the chair. Well, but I, just... have, I have a bill from that here in my basement. You have the, oh, the bill from the, from yeah, the spearfish. From the, and another thing, my husband and I, what we would do, we would catch fish and give some t- to the fisher on top of tipping the mate and the captain. After the what? captain would drink all my beer and eat all the lunches, I would What? So this has become an Ernest Hemingway story off a tip conversation. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> You know the old what? gal in the sea. You bring him that you, 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 my husband one time, uh, the, the Mai Mai, he froze in a little, uh, little uh, hotel refrigerator room. And we, that night, we were sitting on our porch when we got home from Hawaii eating that on the grill. Wow. There nice. you go. Yeah. Nice. It's, it's the, that's, that's the symmetry of life. Michelle, you're from Bucks County, right? Yeah, I live in Langhorn, right over by the one lane bridge by St. Mary's Hospital. <laughs> I am proud to have you. There you go. As you, a co-bucks color. I love Michelle. It's a double for me. Yeah. Huh? All right. That's right. Well, thanks, Michelle. Yes. We appreciate the yeah, story. You guys, you guys are great. You're so entertaining. I love Aww, it. Oh, you're awesome. We love you, Michelle. We've talked to Michelle a number of times. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
Right, bye-bye. And it's like a treat. Like, we don't yeah. even, we're not expecting it, no. and there she and is. And she pops up. <laughs> energy. I love those phone calls. She's got nine stories, so we went from, I mean, she, <clears throat> what, were, what did she originally call Fish. She's going out there, and she's she's strapped into the seat. Apparently, she's a she's a a tinier woman yeah, she, mm-hmm. taking on. She doesn't think Casey's stupid. That's no, good. she doesn't Casey's think I'm a no dummy. dummy. <laughs> no, but uh, because she was a waitress and she was able to retire because of the tips, the tips. and she said they don't like tips in France, but they love it in uh, Polynesia oh because she went to Tahiti. And yep. then Jeff was the guy who ran the boat. <laughs> yep. Jeff. Oh, I thought Jeff was the husband. No, 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 no. Jeff was the Marlin. Yeah, no. and the captain drank all the beer and ate all her sandwiches too. My, my name is Jeff, yeah. and you caught me fair and square, so you can. Display me however you want. All right. Uh, well, anyhow, uh, the tipping thing is a lot of people seem to be having an issue with the uh, asking tips at non-traditional what has, at least in the past, have been places where you don't expect to tip. And then you get this kind of digital reminder that they push into you and go, hey, you're going to tip hey, me? Hey, you, you tip your proctologist? Uh, yes. Yeah, I do. But I don't let his hand touch mine when I'm (laughs) handing him the money. Yes. Um, I would like to give away some movie screening passes. We have this screening. It's one week from today. Knock at the cabin. And this will be at the PFS East in Philadelphia. It's a 7 p.m. screening. And we will take uh, six callers right now. First six callers. 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you can get on board and be one of our callers. We'll set you up with that. We're going to take a break. Two Ray is going to yeah. be standing by performing at Punchlines. We'll spend some time talking to him. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. guest going to be Punchline tomorrow night. It's a one-show only event. Tickets available at punchlinephilly.com. We love having him by anytime. Please welcome to Ray. Hey, hey. 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 Guys, happy Tuesday, party people. Nice to see you, too, Ray. How <laughs> are you, man? you guys, man. Thank you for having me all the time. All Absolutely. The time. Anytime. I'm going to get this out of the way now. Yes. You're wearing red. Yes. Is that for the Niners? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Blows my mind. Oh. That blows my mind. I'm a Niners fan. Yeah. Well, it makes yeah. sense. I'm, you're from love, San Francisco. It does no, make no, sense. No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, you're I'm, not? Then what the I'm, hell is I'll your problem? It, I'll explain it. And, and I'm telling you, when I get to the story, you'll get it. But first of all, born and raised Philadelphia. Love my city. I'm, I'm a Philadelphia fan. I'm just not an Eagles fan when it comes to football. Flyers, Phillies. Uh, um, Sixers. Sixers is, is my See, you were thinking hard because right, you had I to, couldn't remember. You had to ba- <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm not even paying attention to basketball. But anyway, I'm a Niners fan because I grew up uh, Mount Airy, 1983. I get grounded, and uh, grounding for me is sit in your room. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm oblivious because 1983. I'm not even paying attention to football, NFL right. football. It's. It's. I mean, my walls are plastered with the Sixers. Dr. J. Yeah, I could do. Uh, Mark Ivoroni, everybody's on my wall because the Daily News used to have the full-color photos, all that. It was great. So my mom grounds me. You got to sit in the room. So I'm in the house, and it's Super Bowl Sunday. Two teams playing, the Niners and the Bengals. I don't know the route for. They both got great uniforms. <laughs> right. <laughs> From the University of Notre Dame, Joe Montana. Notre Dame's Catholic University. I'm Catholic. 
That's what there I'm you go. And that was, was it. And that forged it forever. And I'm 50, so I'm from that generation where you stick with your team. You don't move around. And no. never once That's dissuaded why. by proximity to the Eagles? And, did, it, did and, you and do? probably the annoying Eagles fan made it just... I mean, it's, I, don't, I love football. I love yeah. football. I love the you know, Eagles. I watch the Eagles play, all that. But the fans are what makes me go, nah. So you think football has the most obnoxious fans? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, like, wow. all right, I want to say this. I got to, you know, put the clarity and the disclaimers <laughs> up. I'm glad DeMar Hamlin is recovering yeah, and yeah. on his way back to being healthy. That game could not have happened in Philadelphia. Mm. A fan. You talk about what Skip Bayless and other people tweet. A fan would have said something. Uh-huh. Like an Eagles fan would have been like, "Yo, get him off the field." Wow! Wow! You're throwing some nitroglycerin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, we get yeah, a lot. Yeah. Like, we Eagles get a lot. fans are like. Y'all are like somebody was like, "Are you going to the game?" I was like, "Are you are you nuts?" Yeah. Well, like, no. Have you ever been to a game in San Fran? Because I have. Yeah. And I have been. Yeah, I have been attacked. I have been assaulted. Uh, what were you? What were you? You were wearing the. Other- oh, I was. There, I and I. I wasn't jawing at anybody. I was just walking in the concourse. Now listen, I was just wearing the, the green man outfit. You yeah. know, but oh, anyway, okay, okay. Uh, you deserved it. Yeah. Oh, did I, did I? <laughs> they approached you. Uh, no, dude attacked me from behind. Dude attacked me from behind. Well, then and then I can't. I can't. Agree with that. Unfortunately, Mm-mm. that's bad from is the it, back. Is it uh, well? You, so the game this weekend are are, are you finding a, a group of uh, of Niners fans to hang out with? Are you even going to be here? Because you got I'm, some I'm gigs out of town coming. I'm up. traveling. I'm okay. actually on the road that day. I actually go get on a boat. So I hope what? it's not the losers crew. Is this the soul? <laughs> a soul train soul cruise. cruise. Soul wow. This sounds these these this concert dope. cruises are pretty you know, friggin' it's so wild. Dope. It's so dope. But I mean, no, gonna be wrong. It's about one level but beyond my era, but I do appreciate the music, but I mean, I, I'm with the artists. I get to sit with the OJs and last year, Smokey Robinson. And, you know, I've been doing this for years, so I've right. met a lot of these artists. And just to sit with some of the veteran artists yeah. of the time, it's it's dope, man. So, so how, how is uh, is there any uh, Don Cornelius? Uh, Tony Cornelius. Tony Cornelius. Son really? Yeah, his son is the I one used to of watch the Soul Train every Saturday after the cartoons ended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd watch Soul Train. And see, that's another thing people don't understand. Like, we didn't really have choice TV. Yeah. Like, we couldn't watch TV a la carte. It was like, you pretty much turned it on and right. whatever came yep. on. That's why a lot of us are soap opera fans. Because yeah. we watch the soaps. <laughs> was it in Living Color that they had Don Ridiculous? Was that the... Yes. The, the yes. Yes. Don Cornelius, yes. <laughs> I mean, his story is, man. His story is crazy. Don like, Cornelius? Yes, What's his like, story? Do you know? I mean, basically working in the music industry and trying to put a music dance television show, a black music dance yeah. television show on TV. Yeah. His chief competition was American Bandstand. Right. Like, he literally, it, he did the thing where he basically shamed Coke into sponsoring them. Like, you know, you wow. know, y'all don't have a yeah, black... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it had to be he, done. But he made an empire. Yeah, he made an empire. Yeah, but he, yeah. And he had yeah. he had his Hugh Hefner side as well. Yeah, was, that and also a lot of people don't know he was co-founder of Solar Records. Ah, Solar Records with Dick Griffey. Dick Griffey is the mentor to one Suge Knight. Oh wow, that's okay. crazy! Look at that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so, so the I'm sorry, Casey. The yeah. acts I saw uh, were Temptations, Boys to Men's going to be on, yes. the, on this as well next year. The Boys to Men are on this year. Next, next year. year, okay. This year's Babyface. Uh, the OJs, okay. Uh, the stylistics, <laughs> uh, they're always in, uh, great. Um, uh, one year we had uh, Mars Day and the Tide. Oh, that'd be I awesome! Mean, they, like they're, they're they're every year they rotate it. Like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm one of the only repeating acts. The acts. So are, are you are you emceeing as well? I'm emceeing a couple of those uh, R and B shows, but we're. 
Comedy shows also. Uh, okay. So yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Like, uh, what is? Uh, how long is the cruise? Seven days. Seven days. Mm-hmm. And then, how many of those seven days are you on? Three. Three days I perform strictly comedy. Okay. Uh, and the other two performances are me hosting events. Okay. And like, then, and then, well, you oh yeah, the yeah, I'm chilling. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. pretty that's cool. That's why I go for the seven days. Like, you know, it's your option. Yeah. You can only come for when you need it to work. Like, you can get on when you need to get. But I'm like, nah, I'll take the paid vacation. So this yeah. is really cool because years and years ago, when I was doing stand up, the 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 notion of booking um, comedians of my time um, on on uh, cruise ships started to go through a resurgence, and yes. everyone was trying to get on on a cruise ship. Mm-hmm. But you're putting on your show. Yes. In this case, you're you're like you have a, a, a fan base that's there. They're eager. Yes. They're they're not yes. just oh man, this guy's yes. gonna annoy me. Yes. Yes. Uh, and and so, is it a much better vibe? Yes, it's a much better vibe, and it spoils you. You guys, yeah. I, I I'm a working comedian, like yeah. you know. So Steve, when I do, I, I move how I move. Right. But I've been on the. Uh, cruise ship. Well, I'm, right. well, I'm supposed to be the entertainment, right. and exactly. then I'm the, and, and you know you go on. I'm I'm coming from the Soul Train cruise, and I'm like, well, where's everybody else? They're like, well, you it? I'm like, what you mean? I'm it? Uh, <laughs> and it's like I've been eating people. I've been eating breakfast with these people, so they expect yeah. something when they come. But those are fun because it's really about you. Yeah. But these are are interesting for you as a, as a guest, you know, just not as an entertainer. You get to enjoy the cruise as a guest. Uh, it's funny because we talk about this. My my uh, my uh, trainer, he he goes on Kiss Cruises all mm-hmm. I mean, like, They back, have so many things. They have rodeo back. cruises and country cruises and the 70s shows. Cruises. It's crazy. I'm yeah. trying to think what would, like Preston, would you have ever done a Rush cruise? He's a big Rush fan mm. because he's not a cruise fan. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't, don't really like, like cruises. cruises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, can, I can see why, Pete. There's too many people. Yeah, too many people. Um, but I and don't you gotta know. Eat with them. Maybe well, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you gotta eat with them, and you get stuck with people. Right, yeah, you get bro, stuck like, with people. That morning breakfast with the hey, <laughs> yeah. you were so funny last night. And it's like, lady, the same people. Like, yes, why can't they switch it But on on those those shows, those show cruises, because my my sister, I mean my my steps sister and her husband, they do the kiss cruises. They do all kinds of the rock cruises and they end up Hanging out yeah, with, yeah. with with the, with the artist, you know. I I you know have my uh, necessities. So one <laughs> yeah. year they put me on the cruise, and I got on. I, what, what it is is I didn't get on at the beginning of the cruise, so I got a cabin with no balcony. I normally have a balcony, right? So I didn't have a balcony, so I needed somewhere to go uh, expound my horizons. <laughs> so, so and so I'm this year that I'm on the Soul Train cruise. I'm like, I wonder if I can go. Where can I go? This was the year I was on the cruise with the Stone City Band. Who's Rick James's band? Uh, Rick James, right. of course, wasn't there, but yeah. the band was. So I go up to the Lido deck, and as soon as the doors open, it's like, oh, okay, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. I, can, I can hang out with them. And, yeah, and, yeah, it's 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 great. Um, my my lady who goes with me is she spot him. She's a spotter. She'll okay. see him. Like the year we were on with Stephanie Mills, I didn't know Stephanie Mills was miniature. She's really very tiny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And my lady seen her, and I was like, "That's that little girl's not Stephanie Mills." She's like, "Babe, I'm telling you, that's Stephanie Mills." <laughs> so uh, Gerald Levert uh, saw, not Gerald Levert, Eddie Levert, his father was getting on the uh, bus, and we all, all the artists moved together. So it's like a lot of times I'll be on the bus, and they don't know who I am right. until I perform. So I got to hang out with like Jimmy, uh, not Jimmy James, Jerry Johnson uh, from from the time, and people like that. They'll come to my performances, which. That's pretty great. cool. Like when you're when you look up and you're performing and you see the band and mm. the OJs in the back watching you perform, it's a wonderful thing, man. Yeah, I, I think you. that's. I think that's again. I I'm intrigued by the idea. I'm just trying to. If one 
I'm just waiting for the one that comes across my bow. The one you should sick. go to are the, like they should. You should go to themes. Like if they had a rush cruise, you should yeah. go check it out. There's a Tom Joyner cruise who's run by Tom. Yeah. That's the crazy one. That's the one, like, if you go to that and don't, if you've never been to a crew, don't make that your first crew. No. It spoils you. It really does. Like, the opening concert the year I went one year was, like, LL Cool J, and that was, like, before the boat left. Wow. You know, like, wow. You know, like, oh, my God. Like, so, yeah. So, yeah. Some cruises spoil you, but the theme cruises, they provide the constant entertainment, yeah. and if you're a fan of that entertainment, you'll get that. And the cruise stuff, food, whatever. Yeah. Where's the destination on this one? Uh, I don't even you don't know. Even That's what I was wondering. I don't care, bro. Yeah. Like, I get on. I get my money. I get off. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I look at it like I'm not getting off till I come back to Fort Lauderdale. So I, wherever it pulls up to, I'll check it out. I wanted right. to ask you about, and uh, in the notes, um, this upcoming documentary series about the Laugh House, right? Mm. Which and, and so we talked about this before. Yeah. We had comedy clubs. You know, we remember years yeah. back, there was no con. Comedy had died out in uh, in back. Philly, uh, but people like uh, David Brenner and stuff, you know, perform in the area. So, mm-hmm. so how important was the the Laugh House um, for comedians of that time? It was the most important club yeah. in the city for a long time. It was the only club. I will always say the Laugh House is the only club where you could walk in off the pavement and get a shot. Right. Most clubs, you got to go through something. You got to go through a calling order or a pecking call. You know, and I and I get it. I've gone through it. I remember he, hearing House about it. Yeah, was one of the only places where you could sign up for open mic or somebody could refer you and you could get on and it would progress from there. You know, Kevin was introduced to me at the Laugh House. Like, Kevin Hart. Right. I used yeah. to do wow. Thursday nights at the Laugh House, and a friend in common, Buck Wild, comedian, said, "You got to see this young kid." You know, I said, "Send him down to my Thursday," and that's. You know, that's how a lot of cats start. You know, who, you get an opportunity. Who else came through that? that oh, my uh, God. Uh, I, and you know, and I hate to be color with it, but it is what it is. Uh, any black comedian in the, in the last 10 years came through the Laugh House. Wow. Uh, you know, Kevin Hart was the... He, his origin was at the Laugh House. A right. lot of comedians passed through and worked there. Mike Blackson was another comedian that got better at the Laugh House. Myself. Um, there's a young comedian by the name of Anthony Moore who's... Now, the guy in New York, um, he started at the Laugh House. Uh, Chris Cotton started at the Laugh House. So there were a lot of comedians. A lot of names that, that came through. Right. Just, and, and again, it was just because there was an opportunity given, mm-hmm. and they took it and ran with it. If you're just tuning in, uh, Toure is going to be at uh, Punchline uh, yeah. tomorrow night, 8 o'clock. Tickets. And none of these other people we've been talking about are going to be at Punchline. No, no. <laughs> just, this is exclusive. You know, like OJ's ain't going to be there. I'm telling you right now. Uh, watching, watching people grow and develop as a comedian, um, and because and I've never seen it. I just, once once they hit, that's when they, they get on my radar. <laughs> but have you seen people uh, in their career trajectory, like it's not quite working. They're like, I'm going to try a completely different approach and go this way. Or, or most comedians true to who they are. No, I see. I've seen comedians do it all. Okay. Like after a while, you guys, you know, I've seen it, and, and you and you guys, we we do what we do. So if you're refined in radio, you see your peers doing things. Right. Like, wow. You know, I, like I've seen some of the vets that are my age in comedy, and I don't mean my age in life, I mean 30-plus years in comedy, mm-hmm. now they're trying to do the Internet thing. And it's, mm-hmm. it's like you see them trying to shift gears because they have to stay relevant. Right. Um, as far as styles, you are what you are kind of on stage, and if it's not working, it's probably because stand-up might not be your thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, and because of the Internet, there's a lot of inroads to it. You don't have to stand on stage to be comic funny anymore, you know, right. and to be comic successful. So 
Yeah, I've seen a lot of comedians change what they're doing to try to get on, but mostly you're stylish. Well, one of the classic metamorphoses was <clears throat> Larry the Cable Guy. He was yeah. a button-down sort yeah. of yeah. Uh, standard yeah. stand-up yeah. and then created the Larry the Cable Guy character. Well, because the character and flew. It became so much his bread and butter that yeah. he essentially is Larry, Larry the, the cable, cable Guy. I mean, yeah. Tyler Perry has a production stage studio in Atlanta. Yeah. He cannot stop doing Medea. I mean, <laughs> yeah. okay, like yeah. he'd be like, okay, that's cute, but yeah. where's the next Medea film? Right. Yeah. yeah. So it is what it is, and I mean, yeah. if it works, if it sells, and you got stand up, and you got you got sketch comedy as well. Yeah. Did you ever I mean, try the sketch stuff? I I've tried sketch, and it's more of acting. Yeah. And I get a great deal more respect for actors okay. because they emulate someone else's thoughts, right? Uh, writing yeah. or whatever. It's not something I can do just. Without training. Like, right. I've been in plays and stuff like that. Improv is more speed. It's like they just yep. throw things at you. So I've done that because it makes you better as a comedian. But my true success, my true, is stand-up. Yeah. So. What, what did you see in those initial meetings with Kevin Hart when you first encountered him? What, did you see Did you Kevin, see this guy's going to go the run? Yeah. No, I don't know if I saw that. Yeah. Because he didn't see it. Okay. But he knew what he wanted to be. Yeah. I'll tell anybody, and you know, if you can have any criticism of Kevin, and I, I don't hear it because he's my friend, it, he's always wanted to be that. Yeah. He's always wanted to be exactly what you see. He's always wanted to be a bright, shining star in comedy. And I respect him as a comedian, but, you know, regardless of our personal relationship, because he always comes back to comedy. He always mm-hmm. does it. Every year is a stand up. Every yeah. year is a stand up. I mean, he does all the movies. Does it, uh, sells underwear and pudding and alcohol. He does whatever. But there's <laughs> always a stand up special. And, and he doesn't have to. You understand? Like you could, you could walk away from stand up. Yeah. And then I respect Tina Fey, who they keep throwing bags of money at to do stand up, and she won't. Mm. And she's like, No, that's not what I do. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'll do yeah. these movies and I'll do this writing, but I don't do stand up. When I mean, they threw, at Netflix. I heard Netflix was a fifty, six. I'm good. I remember, wow. And it's funny because wow. I remember this story, but I think it was Rob Schneider. Um, he had been away from stand-up and had been doing SNL and, yeah. and was doing it for a long time and doing just skit stuff in movies. And he, he said, I, you know, and they asked him, would you go back and, and do stand-up? He goes, I'm not in good enough shape to do it, A, and I'm not going to take a spot <laughs> from a, a comedian who's working. I respect that. Yeah, and that's, that. that's part of the deal. That's, dude, like, stand-up, there is no wall. There is no protection. Mm. There, it's me and you. And I got to deal with whatever thoughts and feelings you have. And so for some of the celebrities, that's a double-edged sword because Rob Schneider just walked out on stage. Yeah. So he's supposed to be funny. You know, that's what you think. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he may need to build to that. He may need to tell two, three lines before he hits the punchline. And you like, nah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, so, yeah. Stand-up is my thing, though. What's it like uh, doing a show in Philly uh, when they're making a Super Bowl run and the crowd knows yeah. that you are local oh. and you are not well, into the and team? That's, you know, it's so funny. It's so funny because I posted, you know, I posted on Facebook. I'm going to, I'm just going to do Preston and Steve's more tune in. And somebody's like, yo, they're going to want to talk to you about the Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, they, I was like I'm not stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to jeopardize my money. I was like, and that's what kills me with fan. I'm a big fan. I love football. As I say, I ain't missed a snap. <laughs> but I don't get paid to be a football fan. I get paid to be a comedian. Yeah. So I'm not walking out on stage with a Niners jersey on or any of that. <laughs> and most people who support me already know that I'm a, they know I'm a Niners yeah. fan. So. Maybe go with, like, it's your Valentine's Day outfit. Oh, well, this is yeah. going to turn to black. <laughs> 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 That's my 
When in doubt, go black. It's gonna be a black hoodie, some J's. We good. Two rage. You know, this is only the second time they've ever played in the playoffs. I just had to look that up this morning. I did not know that. 1996, they played in the wild card game in Candlestick. It was the last playoff game in Candlestick, and Eagles lost 14 to nothing. I knew that. But yeah, not a rich. I did not know that. Not a rich playoff But Purdy and. Hurts have a history. Yeah. Now that I didn't know. I was like, yo, they lit it up. Did you see they that? They did. I yeah. did. Uh, Hurts won 42. Well, I'm Oklahoma beat Iowa State 42-41. Yeah, but listen, 42, man, that's what the, I love football, man. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. You, you know, and it is great. And The Purdy uh, story is fascinating. I, mean, I, I appreciate Mr. Irrelevant, right? And The only thing I knew, and not to say I knew, I knew we were going to be okay when he went in and they, you know, they do this close-up on his eyes and his eyes were normal. He wasn't like. He was just like, all right, the ball. I was like, all right, we're going to be all right. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, our team wasn't built on our quarterback. Like, we had Jimmy G before that. So, if we could just do what Jimmy G did, we'd be okay. But uh, I I do enjoy the fact that um, this game is going to do wonders for the spirit of the city. Oh, you know, yeah. the, we, the city's better when the Eagles are winning. I will give you that. I mean, the the, the parade. Yeah, the guy robbed me the other day and didn't kill me. <laughs> there yeah, you go. He, just, he, said, he, said, he said, hey, man, the Eagles going their way, right? Give That's me wonderful, give me yeah. <laughs> give me a while. I said, you're right, you're right. <laughs> See? So, it's better. Already it's, it's better, better when the Eagles <laughs> So. And that's also why I'm leaving town Sunday. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> have you? Uh, let me ask you. In this very rabid town, have you? Uh, has it uh, your your avid love of the 49ers? Has that caused any irreparable rifts with friends of yours? Not irreparable. Yeah. All my, again, all my friends know. I, but I've been a Niners fan forever. You know, like for, like since, you didn't since just I was whip it eight on. years old. Uh, right. It's weird. Like, I mean, because you're not a Cowboys fan. You're not a Giants no, fan. You're not I a can't Commanders stand the Cowboys. Fan. Yeah, nobody. The can. Giants. I, I mean, and, and I haven't, you know, of course, if you have any, this is another thing. You have any discussions now, it's like, you're trying to say something about the Eagles. It's like, no, I just, I was saying this other day, like, the Giants is really bad, yo. Yeah. Against you guys. Like, they scared of the Eagles. I'm like, watch them play. Like, they're scared of them. Like, oh, no, you're just trying to say, no, I'm saying the Giants are scared of the Eagles. So, no, I'm not a Cowboys fan because of the rivalry. We always saw them in the playoffs. They took Dion from us and won a Super And, yeah, I'm, I'm, I hate the Cowboys. So, I made plenty of money on Sunday. Like, I... <laughs> I call Cowboys fans Sunday morning and up my bets like, yo, I want to bet a little more money. So they're stupid enough to do it. You don't do fantasy uh, teams, do you? I do. You I do? do? My fantasy team sucked this year, man. Oh, me too. And it wasn't that I had bad players. It was just that every week I was up against somebody that had a, for like a world record-breaking game. Like, I was, I, somebody had to, uh, with the kid, McKinnon, the, the week he had four touchdowns. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, how am I playing him? It's a third like, string running back, right? Like, so, yeah. but I, I had my homes. Yeah, yeah, I had okay. Kittle. I had the Niners D. Yep. There you go. How did you make not the win? Oh so, yeah. my god! I play fantasy though. I, like I said, I'm a football fan. I love. I would say to spectate and and enjoy. My favorite sport is football. Basketball, of course, something I used to play. I'm a little more versed in that. But to spectate and enjoy football yeah. is the competition. All sport. right, with fantasy versus the real thing. If you have a season where your team you root for does well and your fantasy team just absolutely tank, is that still a pretty good year? Or yeah, is... yeah, I don't, I don't go bet against my team. Like okay. I bet when I, you know, on FanDuel or whatever, I don't bet against my team. Like I don't bet for them to lose so I can win money. Right. Well, or, he... or fantasy, I don't bet for my team to lose. Like if the Niners are playing somebody, I had the Niners D, <laughs> and they played Kansas City. Yeah, I benched them. I go ahead. It just occurs to me you're so geographically friendly to the Eagles. Mm-hmm. And you're such a football fan. Mm-hmm. If you were to change allegiances, <laughs> you know, you, the, nah. the accessibility could be there for you. The internet makes the world very small. All right. All right. <laughs> so after, when the Eagles win on Sunday, do you root for them in the Super Bowl? 
Depends on how people talk to me online. Uh, <laughs> all right, let me tell you a story quick, right quick. Like, uh, the year the Niners went to the Super Bowl. My mom's an uh, Eagles fan, yeah. right? But she's just become a football fan. She became an Eagles fan when they won the Super Bowl. Not like that, not a bandwagon, but mm-hmm. she just didn't understand football. Yeah. My dad, they've been married 30 years, and he couldn't explain it to her. And I said, let me try. I said, Mom, it's like checkers. I'm trying to get over there. Yeah. And I got four chances to get over there before you got to give me the ball back. And she was like, oh. My dad looked like, oh, my God, I've been trying to explain this. <laughs> you have to use what they already know. I'm trying to get over there. Like, the point of football is to move the – she, she didn't understand. So, anyway, so the year the Niners go to Super Bowl uh, and lose, you know, we were up. We were winning. So, yeah. my Facebook page became the equivalent of – and as you guys know, we from the city. Come outside. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Facebook page. Uh-huh. I come outside. So, on the way, I watched the Super Bowl at my friend's house. I'm driving home. I called my mom. My mom said, oh, baby, what happened? They, your team was winning, and, and then they lost. I said, well, yeah, that's what happened. They was, they was winning, and then we lost. And I said, mom, my Facebook page is the, the equivalent of, you know, come outside. She was like, well, I, bet, I guess you better go outside. <laughs> so, with me, I don't mind the ridicule. It yeah, is yeah. what it is. As long okay. as we keep it on a certain level, I'm good right. with it. We ain't got to be disrespectful. But I take the ridicule. I take the crap talking, but right. if we lose, mm-hmm. y'all might want to shut y'all internet down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good thing is if we if we win, I'll be on a cruise so you won't have to hear it. I, have, I won't have internet beats. Right, yeah. so, but You'll be I just look forward to a good game. And yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, the best thing I want is that here's teams that's going to play. Like I'm telling you, the Gi- well, I said, I posted, I was like, I hope the Giants don't win their playoff game because that's going to give the Eagles a bye week. Yeah, It really was. I was like, Minnesota would have played y'all tougher. Giants, they knew they was going to lay down. So somebody was like, I was like, listen, we're going to come at least play you guys. Like, you yeah. guys, they play, like the Giants was like, hey, you know, thanks. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate y'all. Like, 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 and I mean, you know what I'm talking about. You know I'm not just being for the play where the, in the first game y'all played the Giants where uh, Hurts goes up the sideline deep to uh, Brown. And he's got a corner on him and a safety over the top. And all they, all the safety got to do is hit him a little bit. Nope. Let it run by for an 80-yard touchdown. I'm like, that's, that's fear. Yeah, that's fear. fear. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. It's true. Yeah, but I'm looking forward to a good game. All right. Well, we're looking forward to having you back uh, in Philly tonight, Punchline. Yeah, tomorrow uh, night. For promotional tomorrow purposes. night. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Tomorrow yeah. night at Punchline. Go yep. Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> PunchlinePhilly.com is how you get the tickets. For promotional purposes. <laughs> For promotional purposes, uh, <laughs> if you guys want to enjoy some laughter Wednesday before we get into these game theatrics, yeah. I'll be at Punchline Philly with some fabulous, fabulous comedians. It's a two Ray and friend com- two Ray and friends comedy series. I basically uh, Punchline lets me bring about five, six of my favorites. That's great. Uh, so you're, you're running the night. Yeah, so yeah. Going to do my thing. Terrific. Yeah. You got somebody named Lump? It's on the uh... Lump. Life's ugly money problem. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he's broke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, help out Toure and Lump. Yeah, help and out Toure and Lump. Yeah. All right, uh, tickets available at punchlinephilly.com. Man, great to see you. Thank, Thank you, for being man. Here. Always Appreciate a great time. Appreciate you guys. Give some love to Toure. Yeah. Yeah. Take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. Make sure you stay with us. From 6 to 10, Nick and Sarah rock Creekside Cabaret in Hatfield. Check out the All-Star Amateur Contest with a $2,000 grand prize. Visit CreeksideCabaret.com for more details. Oh, uh, real quick, I saw a little alert on Facebook. It's our uh, friend Tim Graham's birthday. Oh! 
Our sales department here had Beasley Media, and uh, Tim's awesome, so I'd like to wish him a happy birthday. Tim has a uh, foundational history when it comes to the President Steve show here at WMMR. Mm-hmm. He uh, he uh, went up when we were fighting our, our uh, non-compete uh, contract. Yes. Oh. And uh, went up and, and stood tall for us. Yes, he did. So uh, happy birthday to you, Tim. Have, hope you have an awesome day. Uh, by the way, the 95th Academy of Music or, uh, Academy Award nominations have been announced. Oh, and I can uh, mention. Okay, we'll go through in a little bit more detail maybe tomorrow. But if you guys want the you know best Money picture, shots. picture supporting actor, actress, and um, lead actor and actress, if you want, yes, let's hear it. Uh, just tell you about those you real know, quick. It's funny because they come out obviously in on the West Coast. They're coming out at like five thirty. Yep, <laughs> you know. So, but they, they're up. They're waiting. Best Picture uh, nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Avatar The Way of Water, uh, The Banshees of Inchirin, uh, Elvis, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, Top Gun Maverick. There was talking about. How about wow. that? Making it in, yeah. That's two blockbusters. Yeah. Uh, Avatar yep. and Maverick. Yep. Uh, Tar. Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. So those are the uh, those are the nominees. How many? Nine isn't it usually what they do? One, nine, two, nine, three, it's nine four, or ten. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten this time. Okay. Sounds um, desperate. Uh, it, <laughs> there were I thought maybe knives out might be in there. Uh they they were kicking around that uh, glass onion might make it in, but no. Uh as far as actors and actresses, let's go to that. Actor in a leading role, uh, Austin Butler for Elvis, Colin Farrell for the Banshees of Vinsheeran, Brendan Fraser for the Whale. Uh, Paul Mescal for After Sun, and Bill Nye for Living. Oh, good mm. for him. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, actress in a leading role, uh, Kate Blanchett for Tar. Uh, Ana de Armas for Blonde. How about that movie that received all those uh, Raspberry nominations? Yeah. Uh, Andrea Risenborough to Leslie is that film. Uh, Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. And Michelle Yeoh for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Uh, She's a legend. Yeah. And then uh, supporting roles, actress uh, Angela Bassett for the Black Panther, for Black Panther Wakanda Forever. So that's the first first Academy Award nomination for the Marvel Universe. Right. uh, Which is pretty I mean, outside of technical. Yeah, that's what I mean for an individual, for for someone in an acting role. Uh, Hong Chow for The Whale. Uh, Carrie Condon uh, for Supporting Actress in The Banshees of Insurin. Uh Jamie Lee Curtis for Everything Everywhere All at Once. That's awesome. And uh, Stephanie Sue, I guess is how you say her last name, H-S-U for Everything Everywhere All at Once. So that's two in the same category. Yeah, what the like... same film. Yeah, okay. So that's, uh, yeah, that's... <laughs> It's uh, everything, everywhere, all at once. Um, that that was the darling of the Golden Globes, was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then finally, actor in supporting role, uh, Brendan Gleeson for The Banshees of Inchirin, uh, Brian Tyree Henry for Causeway, Judd Hirsch for The Fablemans, um, Barry Ke- uh, Keoghan, I guess I say his name for The Banshees of Inchirin. So there's two in that category as well. And then uh, Kihei Kwan. For everything, everywhere, all That's at awesome. once. That's awesome. Dude, it's nominated yeah. for an Oscar. Comes back. That's amazing. Of course, hugely. That's phenomenal. Uh, I've not seen the movie yet, and I hear it's uh, it, it can be difficult because of its uh, the nature of its multiverse and, and, and kind of confusing, but I, obviously I want to see that movie. I saw it. It's really good. It could probably drop about 20 minutes, you know, and, and, and still be great, but it, it has so much going on, and it's, it's really it's a brilliant way of doing the multiverse stuff. 
Uh, and then the last thing I'll do is a uh, director, Martin McDonough for the Banshees of Insurin, uh, Daniel Scheinert and Daniel Kwan uh, for Everything Everywhere All at Once, Steven Spielberg for the Fablemans, uh, Todd Field with Tar, and Ruben Ostland for Triangle of Sadness. You know what I didn't realize is that the, the Fablemans, I was reading an article um, yesterday about this, and I, I knew it was basically the story of Steven Spielberg and his mom. Uh, but what I didn't realize is that part of the picture focuses in on, which is apparently true, that uh, his mom was having an affair with um, her husband's, Steven Spielberg's father, his best friend. And really? that, that broke up the family, and that's depicted oh. in the movie. Yeah, I knew that there was a divorce that really yeah. affected right. Steven big time, but I didn't know that about the, the best friend and everything. Wow. Interesting. All right. Uh, so the Academy Award nominations, they're in. All right. Uh, yes, Nick. I was just going to say, um, there's a really great uh, YouTube video that came out a week or two ago. It's called uh, it's Actors Roundtable. They've done a few of these. Hollywood Reporter and uh, Kehi Kwan and Brendan Fraser are both in it. And they have a really touching moment. Um, they were both in Encino Man together. Yeah. And so, yeah. So Kehi Kwan starts talking about uh, how great of a friend he is with Brendan Fraser. And, and they I guess they met up backstage maybe at the Golden Globes or something like that. And what Brendan Fraser said to him was, we're still here. And, and, yeah. and it was just really touching to see both Aww. of these guys who've had ups and downs in their careers, especially Kehi Kwan, to be uh, friends since 1992, since the Encino, uh, Encino Man. It's uh, yeah, Actors Roundtable, Hollywood River, and uh, Sandler's on it, Colin Farrell, a whole bunch of other uh, really interesting guys. But it's, the, their it's interaction great, is terrific. It's a great uh, a, a interview, a great roundtable, Nick, and especially when he's talking about thinking his career was over after the Goonies, and you know, yeah. I did, it, that was it. Didn't even occur to him. And look at the meteoric right. yeah. rise now. And now wow. they're both nominated for yeah. Oscars. Phenomenal. I love it. All right, um, we have bizarre file stories to share. Let's stop dilly dallying. Yeah, you know. now. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Dilly dallying around here. Brought to you by Creekside Cabaret and their Amateur of the Year for 2022 party this Wednesday night. Last year's 12 Amateurs of the Month winners compete for the title. CreeksideCabaret.com. Nick McElwain's going to be there. On the center pole. Yes. (laughs) All right. A Bangladesh kid who was playing hide-and-seek with friends never expected that he would be trapped inside of a shipping container Travel thousands of miles and land on Malaysian soil. Wow. Uh, Cha Hung Fong, the police chief, said that a 45-year-old shipping operator had informed the police that a foreign boy had been discovered in the container at the west port of Port Klang. A uh, TikToker, presumably working at Port Klang, recorded the incident when auxiliary police at the port opened the container to rescue the kid. Uh, the clip shows the kid appearing to be weary and frightened, confused with unfamiliar surroundings. In another video posted on Facebook, medical officers are seen uh, attending to the boy and putting him on a stretcher. Later, he was sent to the hospital for further medical examination. Did they say it was in the shipping container with him? Uh, what's that now? Was there stuff in the shipping container with oh, him? They didn't say anything okay. about that in this. Yeah, according to the boy, he had entered the container while playing with some uh, friends and ended up getting locked inside unintentionally. Uh, the boy then fell asleep, unaware that he was on board a ship departing for the port, and from the port, and he was on the ship, uh, the MV Integra, that had departed from uh, Chittagong on the 12th of January and arrived at Klang's Westport on January 17th. Uh, the boy was known only as Fa- Fahim and uh, was found, and apparently he's being taken care of now, so it was just this bizarre That's insane. Yeah. That happened, yeah. They probably thought he was a stowaway. Yeah, possibly. 
Uh, Houston, Texas woman pleaded guilty this week to stealing a $1 million scratch-off lottery ticket from her cousin uh, and taking the lump sum payout of a half million dollars in November of 2020. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. uh, the district attorney, Ann Donnelly, announced the plea in a press release saying that Iris Amador Argueta pleaded guilty before the judge to second-degree grand larceny. In return, Argueta is expected to be sentenced to 16 to 48 months in prison. An investigation found the victim, uh, uh, who is Agueta's cousin, uh, purchased the New York State Lottery for $5 uh, at a convenience store as a scratch-off ticket on October 28, 2020. When the victim scratched the ticket, it revealed a million-dollar prize. Now, the DA's office said the victim asked Argueta to claim the prize on his behalf. No! To remain anonymous. Oh, okay. Promising $50,000 of the prize. All right. That's a pretty sweet deal, Yeah, right? that's wonderful. 50 grand yeah. just to go and get this. But the greed kicked in. Argetta, who lived in Virginia at the time, agreed to claim the prize on the victim's behalf and drove to New York to receive the winnings. At the time, though, the New York uh, State Gaming Commission was not accepting winning tickets in person. So Argetta mailed the ticket to the commission instead. Within weeks, Argetta reportedly went to deliver the lottery paperwork to her husband, cousin, which said the prize winnings totaled twenty thousand dollars, <laughs> yeah, along with the paperwork. She handed her cousin an envelope with thirteen thousand four hundred thirty-six dollars in cash, and said that the rest was held for taxes. It was a million-dollar <laughs> prize. Our taxes are crazy. Surrendered three hundred seventeen thousand dollars in winnings from her bank account, which were returned to the victim. The victim found a press release. Uh, from the New York Lottery website saying that Argetta had claimed the $1 million prize and received a lump sum payout of $537,440 after taxes. The DA added the victim called Argetta, who said she did not have any more money, and if continued to call her, she would take legal action. Uh, So in May of last year, Argetta forfeited $317,000 in winnings from her bank account, which were returned to the victim. But she tried to get away. People go crazy. Snagging it all. Wow. Uh, in an unexpected turn of events, a TikToker named Josiah Vargas pulled into his local McDonald's drive-thru to grab some grub, only to find $5,000 inside of the bag. He shared the story in the video with his voice carrying a tone of disappointment mixed with utter disbelief. And he's like, why would they do this? I ordered $10,000. He asked the camera, and now I have to return this because I'm a good person. Like any normal human, it crosses his mind to just take the money and run. He said, why did you guys do this to me? You you know how bad I want this money? Why'd you put me in this situation? You made me realize how weak I am. Uh, I'm a weak little bitch. His walk as he returned to the, uh, the cash, he jokingly asked one of the employees, you guys laundering money out here? And right after you can hear several employees react to Vargas returning the, the daily deposit saying, oh my God, look at that. And you are a blessing from God. Uh, hearing their, them express uh, thanks almost makes you feel uh, what Vargas might have felt in the moment after his good deed. He said they were just all hugging me and thanking me and crying. And I think I get free McDonald's for a month. Yeah. Uh, and they did. They gave him 200 bucks. Oh, which well, that, is pretty not, a lot of times they, nice. they don't give you anything. Uh, so it was pretty cool. They at least gave him $200 for helping out. All right, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. And this is a cute one. A Rhode Island police department said that it has granted the request of a young resident to have the remains of a cookie and some carrots DNA tested to determine if Santa Claus bit them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the Cumberland Police Department said in a new release, in a news release, it received a letter this month from a young investigator seeking to have a partially eaten Oreo cookie and some baby carrot sticks DNA tested to identify whether they were indeed eaten by Santa Claus on December 25th. 
Chief Matthew J. Benson said in release this young lady, obviously, has a keen sense for truth and investigative process and did a tremendous job packaging her evidence for submission. We will do our very best to provide answers for her. I'm betting this little kid's going to go missing. You know what I'm saying? The food was passed along to the State Rhode Island Department of Health Forensic Sciences Unit for analysis. I want to see how this turns out. Benson said the department already provided the girl with some uncovered evidence in support of Santa Claus's presence in her neighborhood because a photo of a deer in the area was found on Christmas Eve. Conclusive. And there you go. That is what I have in your bizarre file this morning. All right. You've been waiting around for this. As I said, Nick McElwain is going to be at Creekside Cabaret tomorrow night. And I have a chance for you to win admission for you and three friends for the All-Star Amateur Contest at Creekside Cabaret in Hatfield tomorrow night. Pre-party hosted by our own Nick McElwain from 6 to a.m. and then uh, 6 to 8 p.m. And then Sarah's there from 8 to 10 to MC the whole thing. We'll take caller number 18 at 215-263-WMMR, and we will get you those tickets. Uh, you can enter also for a chance to win uh, concert tickets with the MM Army while you are there. CreeksideCabaret.com for more information. But the 18th caller, you get to go to the event tomorrow night. It's a big one for them and for you. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. If you like what you hear, you can see it, too. Check out Preston and Steve's Daily Rush on Xfinity On Demand. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. This is your last call. Not for alcohol. No. For a tattoo. Uh, so text word tattoo to 39333 because we'll get a winner in the next break. And that's courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. Uh, check out some artwork samples at floatingworldtattoos.com before you do that. But uh, keep that in mind. And uh, let's see if you might win a little bit. And speaking of winning, we got another thing to give away. And it is... Four pack of tickets for the Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show, February 3rd to the 5th at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. <clears throat> That's in Oaks. Question I have for you this morning is, what natural resource replaces unobtainium in Avatar, the way of water? <laughs> Found that out this morning <clears throat> in the entertainment report in the 7 o'clock hour. What natural resource replaces unobtainium in Avatar in the, the way of water? 215-263-WMMR. If you know the answer, you should call. The trash business is a goldmine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. While we wait, we'll get some stories. What's going on this morning, Steve? Well, Peacock announcing cancellation of two fledgling series, Vampire Academy and One of Us is Lying. Needless to say, Vampire Academy is about a school for vampires. Well, One of Us is Lying is about the only two people who claim to be watching Vampire Academy. (laughs) Hey! CBS just announced NCI Los Angeles will come to an end with the current 14th season. For the final episode, the NCIS crew will face their toughest challenge, finding out what happened to NCIS New Orleans. (laughs) And finally, Rita Moreno admitting that while shooting a scene for her new movie, 80 for Brady, she got turned on while hanging out with the actual players in the locker room Reno says it was so overpowering that she finally had to go into the bathroom with the ball pump. Wow. <laughs> All righty, let's find out if you know the answer to the lesson question today. And we need to see what the natural resource 
uh, that replaces an obtainium in Avatar. The way of Watcher is 215-263-WMMR. And it is Paul that we're going to go to. Hey, Paul, morning. Good welcome. Good welcome you. <laughs> it. All right, Paul, what is it uh, that replaces an obtainium in uh, Avatar The Way of Water? Peanut M&M. Peanut M&M. Yeah! You got it, bud. Hang on. Paul got tickets, four of them, for the Philadelphia Golf and Travel Show, February 3rd through the 5th Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks. Huge savings on golf equipment and accessories. And you can go to myphillygolfshow.com for tickets and for information. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. All right, uh, we're going to start with this. Uh, We'll start with some classic rock news to begin with. Two-fourths of the doors. Guitarist Robbie Krieger and the estate of the late Ray Manzarek uh, have sold their complete rights to the band to primary wave music, according to Rolling Stone. Uh, The deal does not include the interest of fellow surviving member drummer John Densmore, nor the estate of Jim Morrison. Robbie Krieger, who wrote such legendary Doors tunes as Light My Fire, Love Me Two Times, Touch Me, Love Her Madly, uh, said in a statement, after 58 years and the most magical of times, I've decided to sell my share of the Doors to Primary Wave. This will enable me to help the many charities that I've been involved with and some new ones, too. And I know Primary Wave cares about music, art, and about helping legacies go to even bigger levels. So I always wondered, Robbie Krieger wrote song uh, lyrics and music wrote the songs in their entirety yeah that's pretty amazing yeah exactly and those are big songs man uh our longtime doors manager jeff jampole uh will still be projecting uh protecting i'm sorry our legacy in partnership with uh primary wave so i'm comfortable and happy with the future of the doors that's one band where you know jim morrison became such an iconic figure yeah. Uh, that's all people all often think about, but it was not, you know, he was the singer yeah. and a dynamic one. Yeah, and so so you had Robbie Krieger, who was a great songwriter. You yeah. had Ray Manzarek, who was just a great musician. Yeah. Period. Keyboardist, singer, all that stuff. He could do it all. And John Densmore was nothing to sneeze at either. They were, they were a fantastic band, a really good group of musicians who just had a virulent drug problem. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Bless you. Warner Music... <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to sneeze at. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Warner Music Group has acquired uh, the recorded music rights and income streams from the Yes catalog. Yes. Uh, Variety reports the full acquisition includes 12 studio albums as well as live recordings and compilations. Terms of the deal were not yes. disclosed. <laughs> That's a Jack Nicholson bringing him up on stage, correct? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. <laughs> Jack, could you really like, <laughs> like how Mel does? No. Yes. <laughs> uh, I like that. Yep. He enjoyed doing it. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Yes. Uh, included in the deal. Are such seminal, yes, album. Did I say seminal? I mean, yes. seminal. Not seminal. Semen. 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 Yeah. <laughs> seminal. 
Similar Yes albums as Fragile, Close to the Edge, and 90125, including FM Stamps. And Love Shack. And Love Shack. Oh. Uh, standards Roundabout, I've Seen All Good People, Long Distance Runaround, and Owner of a Lonely Heart, among many others. So they're getting that. A couple of uh, touring tidbits to add. Yes. To- yes, thank you. Uh, Nickelback. Nickelback has announced that uh, they're hitting the road this summer. Yes. Uh, oh, who was that? That was De Niro. He's oh, jealous, wow. I guess. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. He wants to tour yes. them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Nickelback's going to hit the road this summer. Country artists Brantley Gilbert and Josh Ross will be joining the band on the road. Well, Pacino's out with BTO. Uh, the tour kicks off on June 12th in Quebec City and will wrap on August 30th in Belmont Park, New York. The only stop I saw in our general area is in Hershey, mm. and that'll be August 27th. And then Shinedown has announced a tour with Three Days Grace and, Grace and From Ashes to New. Uh, that will kick off April 3rd in Michigan, wrap May 9th in Oregon. Closest they'll come to us will be in Wilkes-Barre at the Mohegan Sun Arena, and that will be on April 10th. Yes. Correct. <laughs> yes, I know. Thank yes. you. He is dialed in. They both are. Yes. And yes. Then, and then yes. Yes. And then Marissa brought me this story. Uh, this spring's European tour uh, for the band Panic at the Disco will be their last. Ah. Uh, they're calling it quits. I like Panic at the Disco. Uh, the band was formed by four childhood friends from Vegas in 2004. Roughly 10 years into the success, the band had officially become a solo project for the last original member, who was Brendan Yuri. And in a post shared, Brendan announced that he will officially retire the band after this current tour. Uh, The final date is March 10th in Manchester, UK. And so they're wrapping it up. He said, um, sometimes a journey must end for a new one to begin. We've been uh, trying to keep it to ourselves, though some of you may have heard. Uh, Sarah and I are expecting a baby very soon. Uh, Sarah's great. Uh, The prospect of being a father. Yes. And uh, getting uh, my wife, and getting to watch my wife become a mother is both humbling and exciting. I look forward to this next adventure. Yes. So they are wrapping it up. Yes. Yes. It's true. Yes. Why is it? Oh, they're on the. Oh, that sucks. Yes. I know. See, Jack knows. Yeah. Yep. Liar, whore. Yeah. Liar, whore, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. You blow it. <laughs> Actually, should start with you blew it, and then. Right? I beg your pardon. <laughs> he comes across this. Yes, yes, yes. You this blow act. it! Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. Sometimes I will think about that clip. Just think about that yeah. clip, and I will start laughing out That's loud. <laughs> I happen to really liar, like that Liar, whore, liar, whore, and you know it. What's that? I like that movie. Uh, about, about a boy. This boy's life. No, not a boy, about a boy. This boy's life. <laughs> about Slightly different <laughs> yeah. storyline. Yeah. Just a bit. Than that one. That is one of those like really funny lines when it's isolated, but when watching the scene. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, it's like, He's uh, a horrible person in that movie. She can't see without his, or he can't see without his glasses. Like That's a heartbreaking scene, and, and now that line is hilarious. Yeah. Do you remember that? Did you... Do you see the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. It's uh, hard to watch. No. He can only in, in bed. He can only. Uh, she has to be facing away. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay. Ellen Barkin, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Oh, it was. Oh, okay. that was a yes. yes. That was an affirmative. Thank you, Jack. Yes. All right. And Leonardo yes. DiCaprio. Okay. Yes, Leonardo DiCaprio is yes. this boy. Thank you. All right, that is... Are we all good on uh, this boy's yes, life? Absolutely. Are we good? Excellent. Now are back we to you. Jack, what do you think? Uh, we good? Uh, yes. All right, thank you. All right, we're going to take no. a... Pr- <laughs> you changed wow. your mind? He's so I'm taciturn. Ready, but I'm ready to wrap it up. 
Okay. All right, we're going to take a break. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. We'll be back in just a moment. Stay with us. After two years, the strangest spectacle on snow is back. Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, Friday, March 3rd, at Scranton's Montage Mountain, with thousands up for grabs and cash prizes. Sled registration and complete details at WMMR.com. Come for the cardboard and stay for the Mountain Fest. Two days of live music, Mountainside. Friday night, it's uglier. Saturday starts with some pond skimming, then ramps up with an explosive double bell. Lit. And fuel. Cap off the day with a fireworks show on the snow. Join us for a kickin' weekend at Montauk, Preston and Steve's Cardboard Classic, and Mountain Fest. Details at WMMR.com from 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Yes. Thank you. Bobby's a big fan of uh, of Ozzy. Uh, It is 10.38 on this Tuesday morning. Wrapping things up here in just a moment. And I would like to thank Two Ray for yeah. being on the show this morning. He's wonderful. Uh, he's great. Uh, he's going to be at uh, Punchline uh, tonight, eight o'clock. Or no, I'm sorry, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, tomorrow night, eight o'clock. And um, we'll give him a pass, even though he's a Niners fan. He's very honest in uh, he is his uh, his love for the team and why, and he understands where he is. Of course, he's a he's a Philly guy, but he was great, man. So it was wonderful. We can come by here. Absolutely any time and spend some time. Um, Pierre Robert is here. That means he's ready for today's program. How you doing, man? Good day, good day. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Uh, what's up in your world, dude? Um, I just learned that the mayor is going to lower the flags to half-staff for Jerry Blavitt. Yeah, yeah we talked about that this morning. Yeah, isn't that really cool? Oh, my God. They started so yesterday. Cool. All the way through I, to Saturday. Really? Yep. Yes. Yeah, wow. All week. I'm going to the funeral on Saturday, and uh, uh, you you got to be pretty heavyweight to get St. Peter's and Paul's <laughs> Cathedral uh, yeah. on Logan's uh, Circle Square, whatever yeah. it is. Uh, so um, I, I expect it to be a rather massive event, uh, but I, I've never heard of such a thing. It's, it's amazing. Doing that. Uh, yeah. Um, when my father died, the golf club he played at... <laughs> which is a little tiny golf club, lowered the flag to half-staff because he had been there a member for like 50 years or something like that. But I've never heard of a of a city doing no. that. For, so for a radio cool. personality? Yeah. yeah it's great. Well, I was pointing out to Preston yesterday in the Inquirer, there were six separate articles wow. about uh, Jerry Blavitt. So that you have all different aspects of his life. But, I mean, that's, a, you know, what an honor. Yeah, a great honor. And XPN did a great tribute to him on Saturday uh, with Ben Vaughn, who's a wonderful singer and songwriter, uh, hosting uh, part of it. And it was really amazing. Do you know if there are any murals of him in the city? There's got to be That's somewhere. That's a great question. I, I've not heard of one, but uh, uh, if not, there should be. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, they should they're get ma- They're very well maybe, though. I just have not heard of one. So. Was there a mural guy, John Ladeker, Casey? Is that his yeah. name? Yeah, we should get to John to do one. 
for free. Uh, just of course, yes. Yeah, he wants to do that. On yeah. any building he chooses. Right. They Why not? Without I permission. Wanted to get us an MMR um, mural. Yeah, he wants to do one for yeah. us. Um, but they tend oh. to be on the pricey looks side. Looks like there they is are. one. Yeah, there is one. Um, 1532 South Broad Street. Wow. Okay. Yeah, and there's a few. Oh, he's uh, right in the center. Yeah, a couple of Philly legends. Chubby Checker and uh, Frankie Avalon, Bobby, Bobby Rydell, Rydell, Charlie Gracie. Oh, that's uh, cool. Where's William Hung? Aaron, <laughs> William Hung. No. Fabian Forte. Yeah, Fabian. Fabian, Fabian was from Philly. That was yeah. just Fabian? I, yeah. I never Bobby saw Darren. Forte as uh, his last name. I didn't know that was his last name either. Bobby yeah. Darren uh, <clears throat> there. Yeah. But Geeter's right in the center. Where is it located again? It is 1532 South Broad Street, right in South Philly. That's wow. perfect. They did a great job of that. That's perfect, yeah. Uh, considering the fact that his parents met... His father was a bookie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, the police were looking for his father, and he was running from the police on a on an afternoon, I think a Saturday afternoon, and his father bought a ticket and ran into a movie theater. And uh, the police had gotten a tip that he was there, and he saw this girl sitting alone. He goes, Do you mind? i got to sit with you. And she goes, okay, i got to put my arm around you like we're together. Um... Okay, and the police came in and made a sweep and didn't find him, and then he married that girl. And no, that's, great that's, story. That's, that's amazing. Uh, where Jerry came from. Wow. <laughs> well, um, yep. All right. Well, uh, yes. You, if you see the flags at half staff, there you go. That's so cool. Think cool. of the Geeter. All right. All right. Shall we get a letter from yes. him? All right. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety-three-three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter... A as in astronomy. All right, we will be giving away on Friday a $400 gift card to Nebraza Brazilian Steakhouse in Horsham. Don't miss the uh, Sweethearts Weekend at Nebraza, February 10th through the 14th, featuring 15 different cuts of meat and fish, gourmet salad bar, and award-winning wine list with complimentary champagne and chocolate-covered strawberries for only... Sixty-two ninety-five. You can book a reservation now at nabraza.com. Uh, what do you have in store for the fine folks today, sir? Uh, we will have blocks of the Red Hot Chili Peppers and In Excess and U2, and it is Double Shot Tuesday. Excellent. And uh, today is also Tat Tuesday, and that means we need to give away our free tattoo. Our winner today is Danielle Carey of Phoenixville. Yay! Yeah! All right, Danielle, you just got yourself a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Tattoos Day on the President's Sea Show is presented by Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. And if you want to see their artwork, check out the samples, visit uh, floatingworldtattoos.com. You can check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. I want to thank our sponsors. President's Steve Show is brought to you today. By Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan. The presidency show runs on Duncan. Uh, before I mention what we have in store for tomorrow, I'm going to tell you about what we have in store for Friday. Ladies and gentlemen, we here on the presidency show will give away a pair of tickets for the NFC Championship oh, game this Sunday, courtesy of our friends at Duncan. So we're going to get the wheels turning a little bit and find an interesting way for you to win those tickets on Friday. Awesome. Then Sunday, you're off to the game. Hopefully, it'll be you. Okay, so just a heads up on that. Uh, Elsewhere, uh, for otherwise, tomorrow, uh, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word, and uh, oh, it's somebody's birthday tomorrow. Ooh. Ooh. It says on my little note. 
here. All right, that's it. We're done. Joe. Rage mm-hmm. on. Have a great day. We'll see you and Joe tomorrow. Bye-bye. Oh. Trying to grab all the groceries in one trip? Oof. Not how you would have done that. You know sometimes less is more. Like when you drive less and save with the USAA annual mileage discount. USAA. Get a quote today. Hey.